that's how I felt about remember Walden Pond? Like, hey, St- <laughs> hey Sting and Don Henley, just buy Walden Pond. It's a pond. Yeah. How much could it be? <laughs> it was. I think it was literally like a million dollars. And I'm it's like, a golf course hazard. Just yeah. buy it. <laughs> Henley's got like like that amount of money in his couch cushions. He's got it's it in totally. his seventies era beard. <laughs> in his fro. <laughs> he gave that to his kid for Christmas. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it was in his stocking. It's the Gitmo Bros with our very own show. (laughs) My mom can make some costumes. Your dad has a barn. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, So, yeah, here we are, guys, on episode 43. Thanks for listening to Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros. We are the number one rockers and reapers forever. Should Should we explain that one, guys? It's a new thing. Yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently we have some sort of control over the the uh, the circle of life because minutes before we started recording this, David Crosby died, and and by our count, he's like the third or fourth person that that we featured an episode about who who is no longer of this mortal coil. We've escorted yeah. to the afterlife. <laughs> That's right. Vaya con Dios. The way that Clem escorts you to the uh, Kibitz Corner, we escort yes. rock stars to. <laughs> To that great gig in the sky. Somewhere, somewhere, right sitting, like crouched behind St. Peter is Cross still fucking give Torque a hard time. Yeah. Bogarting a J. Torque's like, I guess I got rid of that guy. <laughs> hey, by the way, the guy or whoever that he, he got his liver, uh, if that guy's dead, do right. you think he asked for it back? <laughs> yeah, and he shot a little, uh, he's like, no gives these backsies. <laughs> oh, hey, well. that's my liver. <laughs> Cross, I liked your voice, uh, your harmonies. Not sure I I really liked anything else about you. Rest in peace. <laughs> good, good luck. Good luck. Oh, boy. So, anyway, there well, you go. The cooch is still with us. The cooch. We still yeah. got the cooch. And buns. <laughs> I'm going to spin. I'm going to spin fucking uh, deja vu tomorrow uh, and remember the good times. It's fucking, he's a, he's a big-ass fucking talent. Tortured soul. But, you know. It's a fucking, there's some great records out there featuring him. So, with the voice of an angel <laughs> and the mustache of a walrus, of a walrus. <laughs> the digestive tract of a walrus. He looks like a childish walrus. <laughs> <laughs> and the face of Captain Kangaroo. I don't know. <laughs> Go on, Cross. Uh, Get him, Davy. All right. Well, I guess we should introduce the lads here. Sure. So I hear tell that we are talking to the media darling of Ear and Loathing. He's calling in from, I believe, a storage closet. Why don't you yes. say hello? Hi, and I'm George White, and I'm calling from a storage closet, and I'm nice and toasty warm in this California blustery weather. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit rainy and cold here, believe it or not. Yeah. But you, you're snuggly, and uh, do you have like a space heater and a, like a little sleeping bag and stuff all set up in your storage room? Yeah, I might live in here just to make a make a bed of hammer mill and <laughs> and binders. 
All right. And calling in from the North Star, he's my North Star. <laughs> he's George's North Star. And he's David Crosby's uh, Afterlife North Star. Say hello. Baringa! I'm often told that I resemble Kurt Russell, though I'd imagine he's compared to me at best infrequently <laughs> i guess <laughs> hey kurt do you know aaron Britt? do you know a guy named aaron Britt? yeah because you not. look just like him i don't it's crazy <laughs> far out <laughs> can i go which era of kurt russell do you think that you most resemble because i see i see the resemblance i've you know yeah young him and young me were essentially the same person and uh then there's uh there's eras of time Mostly when I guess when he was young, but I would get it during Tango uh, and Kizash and um, yeah. So we're not talking like Hateful uh, Eight, Snake uh, Plissken, no. <laughs> yeah, and like Tequila Sunrise. I would right. hear it a yeah. lot then, and then, yeah. and then when people would reflect on it later, uh, and then also uh, when he played Stuntman Mike uh, or Mike the Stuntman in um, Death Proof, uh, I would hear it from time to time. Though he looked horribly grizzled. So, God, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's why I stopped drinking. <laughs> when, uh, yeah. Getting that and it getting that sweet goldy pussy. Ooh. <laughs> Come on, George. <laughs> the gold stuff. Clean it up, George. <laughs> the gold stuff. I, I thought National I thought Treasure. This, I thought this show wasn't uptight. I didn't. Sorry, am I in the wrong place? <laughs> no, it's a free. It's a free space unless you're fucking talking about Dolly's boobs, like you're fucking uh, getting paid for it. And uh, then Goldie, come on, be real long. Oh, sorry, I, I I apologize. George I apologize just, to both unreservedly. <laughs> George is just trying to set up his his new podcast offshoot. It's it's about uh, celebrity body parts. Stock yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, in, including John Ham's penis. I didn't mean to go overboard. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this one's about thank this. You. This chapter is about Gutenberg's glutes. It's called <laughs> Goots Glutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right it writes itself doesn't it <laughs> all right so look speaking of celebrities and body parts uh we've i see one tooth kind of hanging in the breeze with this fellow that we're about to talk to and he might have some insights into uh, i know he was a big csny fan you know, we'll see if he if he has any you know kind of thoughtful you know eloquent remembrances about our pal David Crosby. So, Clem, what do you think? Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Hmm, he's all broken up. <laughs> one tooth hanging and one strap on his bib overalls. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, a southern accent on the outside, but crying on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Southern Cross, great song. So, yeah, he's. You know, he, uh, George, I was thinking. Speaking of speaking of Colby Hawn, I was yeah. thinking about when you were talking about the um, the pup and taco hut that you stayed at. Oh, yeah, hot dog on a stick. Hot dog hot on dog, a stick. Right, yeah, the fuck um, pad in Palm Springs. Yeah, the fuck yeah. I was imagining, like, I was like, what? You know how, like, any timeshare you go to or stay at or any any place you're vacation, they always have some strange movies available. Right, yeah. And it's always like Angels in the Outfield on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like Wildcats, Goldie Hawn. Like, they would have those movies there. Totally. The poor young George is having to look around. I don't know. I guess I'll watch fucking Carbon Copy again. <laughs> Inevitably, those, those same um, 
the the same setup like that, and then you come home at one thirty in the morning and whatever, or four in the morning, and you you've, you've gotten separated from your friends. You come in and there's one guy, and you're like, "Hey, you watching Wildcats? All right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just made a couple there. frozen burritos watching Wildcats. <laughs> exactly, totally. <laughs> totally, that's it right there. Like, you want a burrito? Uh. Wildcats? Just the. Uh, is this the fourth quarter scene? Is that one about football? I don't even know. Is that what, what we the call, we, about? I don't know. You call each other the burrito cats. This is what we do at night. Was he standing behind you, uh, behind the couch? Did you just hold up a burrito behind you yeah. and he takes it out of your hand? <laughs> yeah. you, you want, I think there's two frozen Snickers in the, uh, in the freezer. You know? <laughs> the, one, the one for us, for our uh, group of friends, at least for a period of time, these was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> with uh, with the little what's Ray her name, Dong uh, Chong. Ray Dong Chong, and the little girl too. Um, you know from who's the uh, boss? From who's the boss? Yeah, that girl, whatever her yeah. name is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Me Too one. Saw that a million times, and that was with the um, the VCR with the um remote, but it was on a wire for a brief time. They didn't have ones that were wireless. It was on a wire. <laughs> <laughs> the, VC, the VCR? The VCR was on a, a, a you know, it had a wire connecting to the remote. <laughs> so Interestingly, crazy. another one of the movies that, that was there in that in that hutch was uh, Bird on a Wire. Mel Gibson. Bird on Bird, Goldie Bird on a Wire. Golden <laughs> Mel Gibson. Right. Forgot that one. You guys are professional broadcasters. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> What's this show about? This whole show about uh, Goldie Hawn? <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we haven't gotten to this section about protocol yet. <laughs> Sorry, sorry for the derailment. I guess I am in the torture chamber later today, but yeah. that means that now that Clem has welcomed me into the kibitz corner, I get to have some fun with you guys. Okay, so why don't we uh, get the theme going for this and see how it goes? Do it. Oh shit! Rockets in the rockets. 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 Uh, Rockets. <laughs> so, yeah, this is Rockets, and uh, I have a subject matter for you guys. Rock. And let's, okay, so as, as we mentioned, you guys are going to be torturing me later today, but I decided, you know what, let these guys have their fun. How about you torture me during Rockets as well? Uh, what? what? So what, what we're going to do... Is we're going to set up a day for your pal Damon, and you need to tell me, I have to spend the entire day with a person, and we're going to choose the worst person that I could possibly spend an entire day with. We're talking about a couple meals, you know, kind of hanging out. This person is going to be talking to me all day <laughs> and, and, and torturing me, basically. So, we are going to uh, winnow it down from 16 awful people to one all Is right. Vince Neal on the list? <laughs> <laughs> there were so, so many options, okay? So we're going to do a mix of specific people and just kind of general types, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's get started, shall we? Yeah, do, do it. it. Yeah, it's a good All one. right. Guy from Australia who wants to talk about Australia. <laughs> good day, mate. Shut up. Shut up. Good day, mate. I couldn't even get it out to yeah. talk myself to shut up. <laughs> Or guy who loves garlic and talks about how much he loves garlic. Uh, talks about its its properties. Yeah. I, I, I already have my answer. I already have my answer for that one. Okay. It's the garlic guy because his breath is also bad. Right. As he's he's blasting garlic breath at you yeah, as he yeah, tells you yes. about garlic. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, I but mean, it would probably be coming out of his pores so ridiculously that you, you wouldn't even know if it was on his brain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Australian guy for a second, though. I know! Australia! In my many years on this planet, there's, there's like one country of origin where you're, you're going to hear this. I'm so Australian. You know what? <laughs> they just seem like they're very self-aware of being from yeah. Australia. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't seem very criminals. uptight. They seem like they <laughs> got it together. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it comes from that. They, they like... They, there's like you, dude. You, there's nothing you can do to us that hasn't been done. You fucking cataloged us and categorized us, fucking shoved us away down here in the southern hemisphere, like so many overboard uh, VHS tapes. Well, they're criminals. They got sent there, and so they come back with with all kinds of pride. Yeah, they have pride in in their, themselves. Well, I did spend an evening once. We were at a bar. Do you guys remember? I think was it called the San Francisco Saloon on Pico? I remember that. Yes, very yeah. well. Yeah. And I was there with my buddy Ted, and uh, we ended up talking to this group of Australians next to us. And uh, they said, "Oi, <laughs> we rented a house. I can't even do an Australian accent. But they said they, they rented this house walking distance away. Come over and keep partying with them. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Were there you girls know, we in were, this group? Or? There's, there's two girls and two guys. <laughs> okay, okay. We weren't – I don't think we were looking to hook up. And, but, you know, I think it was more just like we were having fun talking to them. And we said, oh, let's keep the party going. Sure. And, you know, we are well into Australian culture at that point with, with our pal Paul Hogan – and, uh, and of course, Aaron and I were big NXS fans, so I thought, how could it hurt? And so then we ended up over there, and they just blasted Jimmy Barnes out of a boombox at us. <laughs> and, oh. and, and then yelled at us because we didn't know what a pub crawl was. You um, your bars shut down at 2 a.m. We party all night. Have you ever heard of a pub crawl? We're like, get us the fuck out of here with this Jimmy Barnes and the pub crawl. So... <laughs> I don't know. I had a, I had a, I had a, a bad experience with my down under pals, but well, then uh, there was also a period of time in the I'm gonna say the '80s, right around Paul Hogan and all that, when everybody loved Australian people, and I, I, you'd go to bars to kind of set up your talking about, and girls that wouldn't look at you <clears throat> would hook up with some dumb Australian guy because he was Australian. Yeah, right. <laughs> And it was irritating for a while. They were like the new Frenchman or something or, you know. <laughs> I think that it's the garlic, though, uh, okay. frankly, because it, might, it would actually like rub off on you if you were around him for long enough. And so even if you escaped, you know, you would have like. It's like secondhand garlic. Yeah. 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 And you'd be at that stupid restaurant, um, you know. Stinking rose. The stinking rose. Yeah. Like, Did you want the garlic ice cream? No, I don't fucking want the garlic <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> okay. The Gitmos have spoken. It's garlic guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next category: Chevy Chase oh. versus <laughs> David Miskovich, the head of Scientology. That's huh. a. <laughs> they're both huh. awful people. Yeah. <laughs> they're both tortured souls. Yeah. They're both uh, uh, angry and afraid of something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I have an answer. All right. Okay. My answer is. Go. I I I think that um, that Miscavige would would mask it more, and it would be you'd find it interesting to talk to him just to see what he had to say, and you could you could talk to him for a little bit and just get inside his head a little bit, and it would be least interesting. Where Chevy, I think, would just be a bastard the whole time. He wouldn't bother. Yeah, he wouldn't bother even yeah. looking at you. He'd just be fuck off, and that'd be it. Yeah. So, but you said uh, uh, he'd be interesting for a little bit. Don't forget, I'm spending an entire day with these people. Yeah. 
Well, he would try to get, he'd try to recruit you, and that would be an interesting thing for you, I think, <laughs> of to see what he'd said and, and how hard he would try to get you. I might end the day clear. Yeah. <laughs> you might knows? end up in, a, you might end the day in the 69 with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Kavich uh, is uh, uh, probably going to be more entertaining for a 24-hour period than Chev. Because Chev's just going to be a misery, right? Yeah, yeah. And like a depressive, like at least Ms. Kavich would say, I can't look like I'm depressed mm -hmm. because that makes me weak. So right, I, I right. have to pretend yes. to be, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was listening to the uh, Dana Carvey, David Spade podcast the other day, and they were talking about how they, they had uh, interviewed Paul McCartney and they were sort of reluctant to talk about the Beatles, thinking he'd be sick of it and would just get annoyed with them. But the second they opened that that door crack, he just burst open. He wouldn't stop talking about the Beatles. So <laughs> I feel like with Chevy Chase, you you could, you know, hypothetically get a a good some good Belushi stories out of him or something. Or maybe know? some but, good but, Goldie Hawn stories. Yeah, some Goldie Hawn stories. <laughs> maybe talk about our genitalia. But, right, foul play. <laughs> right. I don't think like Chevy Chase would so. ever calm down and 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 tell you some some funny you know Bill Murray no, stories he or anything. Fucking never would. Yeah, He'd just be fucking pissed at you. Yeah. Okay. A drag. Yeah, Chevy Chase. It is. Yeah. All right. Now remember, this isn't this is an all day thing. So okay. this this one is your coworkers for an all day team building event. Oh. Versus. A group of Comic-Con nerds who are planning which panels to go to. Hmm. <laughs> and see, here's the thing about Comic-Con nerds. If, if like, the Battlestar Galactica panel kind of overlaps with the Deep Space Nine panel, they're going to get mad. And you have to watch them, you know, kind of <laughs> sort, sort that out. Right. And they're, like, progressively more crestfallen over the course of the day because they didn't get fucking Gil Gerard's autograph. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Ferengi are totally different in every show. How can it even be in the same one? I can't even this. <laughs> but at least the fr the coworkers would be like, you're all in it together because they're forcing you to do team building, but you're just playing grab ass and talking shit. You're, you have a common enemy, whereas with the comic book nerds, their enemy are Legion. <laughs> you're like Darth Vader and... Right, the dark Sith Lord. <laughs> Whereas mine is Mr. McCavendish from Senator, down the hall. Senator Palpatine said that. <laughs> Sounds real good, Leonard. Wow. I, you know, when you first said it, it struck me that I couldn't think of a worse person to be on a team building event than David Pippen. <laughs> the last person that would just not, not it buying would, in, would not, not buying be in at all. In that, the whole. <laughs> You'd just be mad the whole time. And the nerds, you, you'd find something with the nerds. There'd be something you could talk about. You're, you're enough of a whatever, not a nerd, but you're knowledgeable about nerd stuff. You could find some common, common ground nerd ground. Yeah. yeah, where it would make it bearable for a certain amount of time. Yeah, I would take. Day. I would take. I would rather be with the coworkers. So we part. George and I are different. Yeah. Uh, Hold on one minute. Speaking of coworkers, is this where the team building event is? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had an interruption in the in in the closet. <laughs> Someone's in here. They're like, really? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the janitor's like, dude. There's a guy, there's a guy in there making <laughs> the janitor loses mind. Thinks that the mop is finally speaking to him. <laughs> <laughs> Moppy, come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> It's finally happened. 
podcaster <laughs> murdered in the <laughs> Dateline, Santa Monica. <laughs> All right, so you guys split between coworkers and Comic Con nerds. Yeah. So and you I have, have to, to decide now who you hate to <laughs> Yeah, who I would less want to spend the day with. Right. Um I'm going to say and it's my understanding that at least one or two coworkers sometimes listen to the podcast. Oh. So this comes with a disclaimer. It's not you guys, but it really would be coworkers. workers <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, So there you go. I think coworkers is the is the winner there. All right. Mm. The next one, guy who actively participates in fantasy football versus Tom Brady. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I feel like Tom would want to talk about anything else. Talking to a person about their fucking. Because it's not even like a team. It's not even like the you know the Jets that they're talking about. They're talking about. It's like talking to them about their investment portfolio. So <laughs> yeah. it has nothing to do with you. Has zero impact in you, and you can't unless you are invested in the same thing. Fucking ride the pine with him and Jabberjaw at all. Yeah, and these guys, these fantasy football guys, like they they figure out you're a Bills fan. Like if you're at a sports bar watching, and they go, "Oh, Bills fan," and you think, "Oh, you're gonna bond on something," and he go, and he goes. Oh, yeah, I have Tredavious White in my fantasy football. You're like, get the fuck Fucked away me. from me. You exactly. Asshole. Yeah. Hey, you think yeah. uh, Josh Allen's going to throw five this, uh, this what, next week against the Commanders? <laughs> against the commanders. Or they're all what pissed because some dude fucked him. Like, yeah. fucked my numbers yeah, dude, last fuck week. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Sounds like you're a real football fan. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> I feel like, though, that Tom Brady has got to be insufferable. I mean, I've seen him interviewed. He's he's not funny. He's, he's just been surrounded by yes-men right. for 25 years or something and and there's a lot of people who just like lick his ass and he's just a super boring guy he has to Peyton Manning seems actually legitimately funny and like yeah is enjoying his life whereas you know I don't know maybe maybe it's not true for Tom or he takes himself too seriously or who knows and and him retiring and coming back and you know choosing football over his family and stuff like he just sounds sounds like a giant douche yes but he's more interesting than the Yuts as we just right, were describing. Right. I, I can't gonna... imagine any way to because like he's had world experience. He's been all you know. You he... could trick him into talking about things. But those <laughs> dudes are like, I want to talk about my O line. You know, yeah, I, I I I think I agree because it just pains me to say this because I hate Tom Brady so much, like you, Damon. But the he he'd have great stories and he'd be charming. I'm sure somewhere along the way and. And and you and and one but one thing with the with the with the fantasy guys you can sling it you can sling it and you you know how to talk NFL because we've talked a lot of times, but you would grow bored of that after an hour and a half and those guys would keep going talking about the season they had in two thousand two when they went to the championship and beat Carl, you yeah. know or whatever. <laughs> like, wow, far out. I think yeah, you're right. Like Tom Brady, you could extract some stories out of him. I yeah. think he's he's so vacuous that you could hypnotize him with a coin. What? <laughs> You know, because you know, roll it around on your fingers, and suddenly he'd start telling you some juicy NFL stories. Oh, he would. About about celebrities too. He's met and seen and fucked everyone. I mean, he- especially around like the fourteenth hour, he started to yeah. get. You know, he hasn't ate in a long time. You know. <laughs> yeah, like he'd he'd be infinitely more entertaining than the other guys. You you you'd have two hours. Those other guys, you'd be ready to shoot yourself in the face or. You know, just drown in wing sauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so fantasy football guy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Next one, chivalrous guy who stands up anytime a woman gets up from the table. 
<laughs> versus guy who won't participate in hypotheticals. And I'll give you a, a, a scenario. You, you say to him, gun to your head, you have to blow either Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. Which one do you pick? I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Never will be. I wouldn't never. I, I can't even answer that because I wouldn't. It would never do anything. I wouldn't. It would never happen to me. Yeah, neither because I don't blow guys. I choke them both out. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so who's worth worth chivalrous it's easy, guy? It's easy, that guy. It's that guy. Because that guy's no fun. The guy who's standing up could be a fucking laugh riot, but he just has this, he's a little, a bit of a hero with the ladies and they're, they're sick of it. But this other dude. I, I feel like he's not being polite to him though. He's trying to shame you into not maybe, standing up. Maybe, but like he's, but he may have all kinds of other glorious colors to his personality. You didn't say he didn't. Yeah. Whereas those other guys can't participate uh, in any hypotheticals. You don't think standing up at a t- table for women is a kind of a telltale sign, kind of an indicator oh, of the rest oh, of his personality? Oh, no, I do that from time to come. time. <laughs> like, I mean, yes, yes, you could have that as you're like, fucking all the time. Nobody needs you to do it anymore. But still, he may be fucking awesome. <laughs> in as other opposed ways. To the, the guy who won't participate in hypotheticals. No, he's not at all. He's a humorless fucking fuck. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, you could talk about others. Maybe could you talk about other things with him though? Where it's just hypothetical. Fantasy football. Maybe he's fantastic, <laughs> but yeah, talking about music, and it, you don't have, as long as you don't say what if the what if you could put a super band together, what would it be? Yeah, until whatever. you say who's playing in rock and roll heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. As long as you stay away from that, maybe he's great. So that's a tough one. Um, that guy's worse, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, George, I'm gonna you- come down with I'm gonna come down with hypothetical guy. Okay, that's both of you guys then. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I agree with you. Mm. You guys talked me into it. Mm. <laughs> I'm like Tom Brady. I have no brain to... <laughs> Ooh, shiny. Okay, so now we have uh, the next the next one. This is a f- spending time with families. Yoko Ono and Sean Lennon or Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith? That's easy. Go, George. <laughs> Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without a fucking... Without a yeah, scotia. Not about. even a second okay. thought. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you guys dislike yeah. them as much as I do. Man, speaking about, like, I bet you that they're the type who can't speak in hypotheticals. I'll bet you it's them because they have some weird, like... Right. You you ask Will a simple question. He gives you a, a treatise about how great his relationship is because it's open. Yeah. And right. you're like, and I he, just it, I just ask you if you think I should date this girl. I, that's all I ask. You think and from an outside perspective, like, if you had no experience with show business, you'd think that you would find... So, and, like, for all... From the outside, Will Smith should be a fascinating person. Yeah. yeah. A fucking huge music career, been around for fucking decades. TV, movies. Since we were in high yeah. school. Yeah. There was a time when fucking... Will Smith couldn't do, I mean, I, he's so likable, you just liked him and everything. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And like done all different kinds of things. So he should be fascinating. But I don't think that he is. Yeah. And then you slap old Jay, Jay Money in there too. Yeah, the yeah. two of them just lecturing you on. And just through fucking clenched teeth, fucking hating each other, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, she's all direct that. all the time. She's exactly the person that goes, mm-hmm. you know what's wrong with you, Damon? And then just goes right into a <laughs> totally. fucking... Totally. Just... And you, Here's you eight know, things and, about you that suck, and I can tell it just from walking in the door. Right. And you're like, whoa, whoa, I just... <laughs> oh, jeez. My name's Will, Aaron. And, and Will's just sitting next to her like she's testifying. He's like, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, but she beat me to it. You're you right. do suck. Huh. <laughs> Golly. Thanks, guys. I feel so much better now. <laughs> so I guess I don't have to make any more rolls. I guess it's... All right. <laughs> All right. So that that's it's Will and Jada. Congratulations. Smith. Okay. So the next one. Girl who thinks she's a true crime investigator because she watches Netflix <laughs> documentaries versus guy who calls himself a foodie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you could, you know, he probably gets the label foodie because he he also watches like like cooking shows and and contests and stuff, right? Yeah, he's just uh, fucking. Ooh, is that the cherry compote? Shut <laughs> up! Right, just. Fuck. I always believed that you fucking sneak it. What I loved about Bourdain and people like that because they could just be real and go like, yeah, sometimes I just want to fucking party with some fucking kernels, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. yeah, you know, like David Chang and them, like dudes who like seem like they'd be legitimately fun. And are beautiful chefs and have beautiful restaurant experience and know a lot about a lot of rad outside shit. But, like, you feel like you could fucking – I'd want to take that journey with them because they do want to eat some bullshit from time to time. Because oh, yeah. that makes Because then I go, oh, well, I could – that makes those other challenging things acceptable. And also I might like to talk to a guy who's like that while we take that journey together. But yeah. this is the guy who watches them on TV. Yeah, this is yeah. The, this and, is the shit he doesn't want to. That. Yeah, and he doesn't want to admit that he might do other things because he's such a fucking foodie. Fuck off. There's a, <laughs> there's also the aspect of foodies who like if you're out at a restaurant with some maybe you know some friends of friends who you don't really know that well, and they call themselves a foodie, not understanding that like they're just you're, you're an organism with taste buds. Like we all like food that tastes good, right? They think being a foodie means you like food. Oh yeah, well, why don't you bring us all three appetizers? Because I'm a foodie. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a real foodie. Yeah, you know, just because you like the taste of food, isn't that everybody? <laughs> right? Or they have advice at every restaurant you go to. Like they like, oh no, get the oil and the bread to start. We have to have that. Yeah. That, right. That we're getting that. Sorry. No sorry. Time. I'm a foodie. Yeah, I'm. I'm a foodie. How do you know? <laughs> That's a polite word for what you are, isn't it? <laughs> And then the, I, I also am annoyed by the the girls who think they can solve mysteries by watching yeah, Netflix. Yeah, they listen to podcasts and all that shit and <laughs> yeah, true and crime everything. Unless they listen to this podcast and the only thing they're trying to solve is crimes of the heart. <laughs> because they're, they're so in love with George. <laughs> and they think it's a crime that you're spoken for. No, that's a crime, my friends. <laughs> Talk about a crime. True crime indeed. I... I, I think because the foodie stuff irritates me more. I'm trying to now. I got to think from Damon what what would irritate Damon more. Also, I picture the girl who's into who's into true crime does it like in a, in a group with her girlfriends where they drink wine and watch you know documentaries, and they also have a, a kind of funny name for them, it's like like the uh, murder mommies or something like that. <laughs> You, I think you just heard a movie. They might be charming though. They might be charming and they might be cute though. Whereas, whereas this fucker, this fucker, <laughs> yeah, I can see you debating with them and saying, yeah, but that's yeah, not yeah. The ru- what happened when, in Idaho. That's not even what you yeah, got. Cause maybe I've seen the shows yeah. too. And I just want to stir it up. Like I, I, like I don't, I'm not truly interested, but I just try to, you know, stir it up a bit. Talk yeah, I shit. can see you be more interested in that. Cause I don't, I mean, you know, it seemed like the foodie thing would irritate you more. So I'm going to say, oh, foodie. dude, yeah. Cause it yeah. says so much about that guts right yeah. away. Yeah. Cause it's not just the foodie dude. If he's the guy who says that shit, he's got some other shit too. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Foodie it is. All right. And finally, James Corden versus Jimmy Fallon. Well, that's uh, easy. Go, go George. Now to me, they're both unfunny wieners and, and there's a, there's probably like a hundred percent chance both of them are going to sing either TV themes or 80 songs to you. But one of them is a rotten person for real. And who? And which one's that? Because I don't Cor- know. Cordo. Cordo. <laughs> that's that's his image, and I don't know. No, if no, no, no. He's. I've heard from too many really? people. Fucking Hollywood Minute. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bust the people who said it, but I've heard from like. You've heard from friends people, like, and stuff, not I, just from. But TV. like in life, in life. Okay. Not yeah. not like that they heard because we've all heard the same shit. They've had life experiences with him, and he was a fucking cunt. 
Okay. No cameras on. He was just the fucking cunt was on. That's it. I I I think I agree because I feel like is irritating as Fallon is. You get a few drinks in that dude, and I'm thinking he's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) He's he was nice to me, and he had no business being nice to me. I was a fucking drunk asshole. He thought you were Kurt Russell. Is this when you were backstage with your Elvis hair? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I had seen him do stage. It was like his first. He was a featured act uh, on on SNL at that time, and Hmm. I had seen him do stand up, and uh, I told him so. Which I'm sure he was psyched to hear. <laughs> so, oh, some guy I don't know. You saw me do stand up. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he was totally nice and like, and like he did some bits too. Because I remember that show. I fucking did it. And so, and who Chris Kattan called you Elvis guy? <laughs> yes, to Dalton. <laughs> the next season when Dalton went to see, when Dalton and Christine went to the show, <laughs> and he said, "Oh, my buddy was here last year." He looked a little like Katan goes, the guy who looked like Elvis. <laughs> Elvis and Kurt Russell had a beautiful yeah, baby. Yeah. Like that guy? You mean that guy? <laughs> uh, yeah. And Elvis's middle name was Aaron, wasn't it? That's true. Yes. God damn. Spelled wrong in the grave. Weird. <laughs> Get the murder mommies to, to solve that mystery about the misspelling of his name. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, all right. So it sounds like you guys are both leaning towards James Corden. I just feel it's like. not leaning. <laughs> heavily jumping into his camp. He's going to say Aaron's jumping up Joan is on his corpulency. <laughs> George, did you, are you agreeing? Yeah, yeah, because I, I think Fallon would be fun. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. All right. Okay, so let's do some uh, some face-offs here, shall we? Okay. Garlic guy versus Chevy <laughs> Chase. Oh. Oh. Well, the, maybe the garlic guy is fucking funny as shit. Though. <laughs> Chevy Chase is just seems like he you couldn't get anything. Like we're yeah. saying, it's the same thing. You can't get anything out of him. He'd either and the be garlic full of guy, rage or sullen and quiet. You know? Maybe right. maybe you could get something out of garlic guy. So yeah, Chevy Chase. <laughs> okay, so far so good. Okay, a team building event with your coworkers versus fantasy football guy. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, what do you think? The fantasy football game, a guy is far worse. Because again, I, I, what if you like your coworkers? And yeah, you, you, because again, you have a common enemy by the person who's forcing you to sit down and listen. Right, and you have a at least you have something in common with them. Yeah, and it, you could probably talk about it for a, you. You get and dude, so the most time, the some of the times I've laughed my, the hardest is when you're not supposed to be laughing, and because you're you're laughing about a similar situation, you know, whether it be church yeah. or the thing like that. Or like you're describing, yeah. you're just dying with your friends. That happens at your office? Well, like if you're out in a thing, if you're in a team building thing, you would presume it's like all day and everyone had to wear these stupid shirts that say fucking hooked on health or something like that. <laughs> that say, I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> Professional broadcasting. <laughs> all right. Uh, Oh, go, I think I think fantasy football because you're going to become as much as you like football and can talk it. Like I said, you. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You're going to get. You're going to get pissed off faster with them than. With yeah, that guy doesn't like football. He likes gambling. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's true. I think. Yeah, it's a tough one though because again, I you were the last person for a team building event. Yeah. The last person would be. Do people oh. who really fucking truly are like diehard Pats fans or whatever the fuck? Aren't they so wrapped up in their team like the way like. 
you know, I just use George as an example. Like, George, yeah. I don't, when would George, George, would you ever have emotional space during the season to fucking do that? Oh, Wouldn't no. get in the way? So, I, I'll tell you, what, <laughs> I know I hate fantasy football for that reason. You're supposed to like the team, and that's right. it. So, one time my friends shamed me into it years ago, and the, the big draft came up, and I drafted all Miami Dolphins and made them men. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, they're You're like, what are you wrong. doing? Peyton Manning's in the board. I'm like, fuck him. I'll take Jay Fiedler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't I care. Like that. I didn't I like care. That. I took the phone. Yeah. I didn't care. Well, that answers my point. So, humorless yeah. fucks. Yeah. Yes. So I don't. Well, ha- I don't have a vote because it's fantasy you know, football guy. No, right? You know what? Yeah. I'm going to switch. I'm going to. Sw- I, I oh. still oh. think you were the worst guy to be in a team building event, and you just get <laughs> mad quickly. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to go with team building. Well, let's see now. That's um, an interesting take. So, like, Damon is the fly in the ointment, not the thing is bad to him. Yeah. He's it would the just thing irritate him so thing. fast that he, eight hours of it would be <laughs> like the, maybe fantasy football, Damon lasts two hours at a bar, maybe if he's having a beer. But in team building, I don't, I, I think inside a half hour, he's just fucking pissed off <laughs> where you can't even get him back. I'll stay on my side. George takes his side. So it's up to you, Damon. Oh, boy. So you guys both make compelling arguments. For for both of these, these he said it. I he finds me compelling. <laughs> I said your arguments are compelling, not you. Oh shit! I liked you better when you looked more like Kurt Russell. Damn it! <laughs> um. All right. So coworkers versus fantasy. This is a tough one, guys. I got to admit it. Um. Yeah, I think that Aaron's right. Like, it, it, you can probably there's a. The situation where you might have fun with your coworkers. I happen to like a lot of the people that I work with right now. Um, so that you know, but in a hypothetical kind of way, uh, it could go wrong, of course. But the fantasy football guy is always a negative, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you are on his team somehow. <laughs> and I'm going to assume <laughs> that that the that the company is paying me to do the. The, the, the team building exercise. They have to. Yeah. <laughs> while while the fantasy football guy is probably extracting money from me just somehow. Extracting my time. I left my wallet at home. Another- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, fantasy football guy as, as a more horrible person. All right? All right. So now we've got won't do hypothetical guy versus <laughs> Will and Jada. Wow. Ooh. You want to talk about a troublesome. Yeah. And by the way, they're the same people. <laughs> what a right. That's true. Yeah. No, actually, that's true, right? <laughs> Will and Jada because we there's that. two of them. Will and Jada because there's two of them. <laughs> yeah, and there's an intensity to them that would be off-putting apart from all the other things. An intensity that is fabricated. Yeah. In the same way that like Nikki Six's wishes that he was intensive, intense or dark, but it's all fabricated and it served him well. God bless. He found an angle, but he's, you know, he is not threatening or scary in any kind of way. And I guess we, we kind of made the point that like Will and Jada are the hypothetical guys, you know, like they, they, they're an umbrella that arches over all of it. So Mm -hmm. I guess that by default they win, right? Yeah, I think so. That's my vote. Yes. Yeah. Because Will and Jada might also be like people who call themselves foodies. You know what I mean? <laughs> there are a lot of these qualities. <laughs> I'm sure that they are, but uh, but they but I'm sure but they I don't know. They're probably also the type though that would freely say that sometimes I like to eat some bullshit. You know? Yeah. Okay. But who knows? Who knows? They you know that they do though. G- George, are you saying Will and Jada too? I am. Yes. Okay. Got it. I have no quarrel with that. Okay. Last one for this for this round. Mm. Food guy who calls himself foodie versus. James Corden. Mm. 
I think you can James only go Corden, out. You yeah. can't go out with you can't go out with him, James Corden and a foodie because he'll James Corden eat all the food. Good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're also, he's been thrown out of virtually every restaurant, right? <laughs> oh, because right. he's right. He had the whole thing. He was mean to a chef or whatever, mean to a waiter, <laughs> right? Yeah. James Corden or the foodie guy. And if you go with him, do not share whatever he's eating on the off chance that he would offer to share with you, which he probably wouldn't. But because people are giving him the spoon treatment, fucking spitting in his bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, Corden, you mean? Okay, right. I yeah. thought you meant foodie guy. Well, okay. both. Probably. Can you imagine yeah, yeah. fucking being his yeah. waiter? Yeah. Foodie guy? <laughs> God damn, this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, foodie guy, now you're the loogie guy. <laughs> Is this the orange marmalade? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it came with this. Um, <laughs> marmalade. <laughs> Oh, that's what they put on their their toast in Alabama. <laughs> Craig Marmalard. <laughs> All right, Foodie uh, versus James. I guess I guess I'm gonna say Corden, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, these are these are perfectly reasonable. All right, this is uh, getting down there. So now we've got Chevy Chase versus Fantasy Football Guy. Wow. Horrible and horrible. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, we're, 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 it's funny that we're, we're getting down to celebrities. We have three left. That's <laughs> exactly. it. <If> it <laughs> says something about us or our culture or something. Yeah. Um, or just how horrible those people are. Yeah. I can see where this is going. Uh, I, I, I was rolling with Chevy again. You know, yeah, maybe because like, the, again, if I can be like, if I could be partying or something, maybe just get drunk and go, this fucking guy is such a fucking yutz. I can't wait to tell the stories of this moment with, with him. But with Chevy, like you'd have plenty of those moments, but he would be such a black soul through so much of it. They'd be like, I don't want to think about it ever, let alone fucking re recant, re, you know, recant it to somebody. Yeah. He wouldn't be good for the stories even. Right. Yeah. He would have PTSD after spending a day yeah. with, with Chevy yeah. Chase. I feel like he'd be real life mean to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, che uh, so George, are you going with Chevy as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, Jeff. Um, Will and Jada <laughs> job, versus Jeff. James Corden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith might be, I think that Will Smith could find fun. Yeah, whereas, I do too. Like, whereas, like, with James Corden, it's a put on and he's fucking, and but most, because his natural setting seems to me to be mean and, and angry, like, uh, Ellen style, you know, like that, or like they, they put on this completely opposite face and you, but you just hear so much about the other side being their, def, their default setting. Listen, being a human being is fucking hard, but not being a fucking, you know, emotional citizen with your brothers and sisters, it shouldn't be hard. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with Aaron that Will Will could find fun. I think maybe when Jada went to the bathroom, if you're out to dinner or something, <laughs> maybe you fucking chuck a chuck a roll at somebody. Or there'd something, be a you know. fun. There's some fun in him. I she's the whole. The, as there's two of them, and that's the. Uh, I would say Georgie too. That like Will goes to the bathroom, she starts being fun, talking shit. You like think? they have, yeah. they bring something. They probably bring the worst out in each other. This weird uh. intensity, but they they can be grab ass. And like just goofy, whereas like I just don't see it in him unless you're like some mondo famous person, so that he's kind of sucking up or whatever. I find it finds that that person has some sort of cachet. I don't know. I just don't trust him. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's tough. Do you think if you if if you're out to dinner with Will and Jada and you ask Jada to like pass the salt, 
that Will will smack you in the head and say, get my wife's name out, out your mouth. I, dude, I just asked her for the salt. I just, I just want it. Oh, well, there's an excellent chance of it. You know, I, you know well, I'm going to go with them because there's two of them again. I, yeah. I just double it's down. A, it's a double. Uh, yeah, I'm going with them. First, all right. So Aaron's saying James. Is that correct? I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Corden because yeah. is I, I I am personally protective of a person he was mean to. So mm. fuck him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I from the second I saw that guy with his stupid karaoke, I just went because because I I was sort of uh, feeling a Jimmy Fallon vibe where like I don't right. I don't understand what they're talents are it's just just singing you know the flintstones theme song isn't really a talent to me and i feel like that's what they both kind of sup at that table but uh but he his was his was kind of like yeah jimmy fallon actually has talent to be like a to do impressions and stuff Corden's just a guy who who you know kind of forced celebrities to sit in a stupid car you know like you know uh lady gaga and stuff and sing their songs together it's ridiculous so mm-hmm. he's 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 an idiot. Will and Jada, man, I I cannot think of a. This is a tough one for me too because they they've been like super luxury for about twenty years or so. Yeah, and then, and then they, at some point they went off some deep end where they just lost their fucking minds. But there was a long time where you just couldn't watch an interview with them without them telling you their you know the kind of life philosophy and so it wasn't like hey will when's the next men in black and the next thing you know it's 20 minutes later and he's telling you about you know his goals and dreams you know right <laughs> he knows how to be charming though when he has to be and i don't yeah. even think that Corden fucking cordo could fake can it. do it yeah yeah i feel like i could if i was in a room with james Corden, i could just goof on him to his face just to entertain myself and i could get him to cry eventually <laughs> Will and, Will and Jada seem like they a they would tag team you and b they're exhausting. Yeah. They're just exhausting. Yeah, because they don't right. speak. Yes. And there's nothing that comes out of their mouth that makes makes any sense. You know, so it's like trying to have a, a rational discussion with a homeless person or something. <laughs> Super positive too. Yeah. They're all, they know they're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is this is tough. Just because I like to tell the story of making James Gordon cry. That's why I prefer to be with him. So I'm going to go Will and Jada. <laughs> yeah, that's solid logic. Okay. I like it. It's All right. Logic. So you know what it comes down to. Chevy versus Will and Jada. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's easy. I think it's a fucking easy, easy. I, I If you're thinking it's Chevy's the worst, I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. 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 In a yeah. second, he's the worst. Yeah. In a second. I, I, I would agree. So it's Chevy. That's it. (laughs) Chevy's a survivor. He is the survivor. Well, there you go. And by the way, I I don't know. Chevy, if you're out there, I know you're listening. I would love to see this. I would love to have an eight-hour camera on you. That's the show. That's the show right there. (laughs) If you can survive a day with Chevy Chase. 24 hours with Chevy. It's it's like Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor Chevy Chase edition or an island or something? No, you just go to his house in Glendale or wherever he lives. Around. They're like trying to soup it up. Like this one is it like the DMV? No, no, this one's at the fucking fun park. This one's at a fucking restaurant. No, no, it's just a room, Chev. <laughs> All right. Well, look there you go. Chevy Chase is the guy who Damon has to spend the entire day with. Thank you. <laughs> Should be fun. Well, I was wondering, you know, I have to kind of set aside that day in my schedule because, and I was wondering who it was going to be, whose people I had to get in touch with. But guess what? 
I have my answer. <laughs> I have my answer. She did it. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. Hey! Guess what? You have to get in touch with Chevy directly because he's uh, he just fired his 13th assistant, and it's only January 19th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good, lads. Well... That was an extra long version of Brockies, but you know what I was trying to do. I was trying to avoid going down to the real torture chamber. Yeah. Right. But I, I, I put it off long enough. Here we go. Torture chamber. Okay. I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Well, last episode, episode 42, we tortured a dog, and I went first and George went second because I did the, uh, you know, the, the three doucheketeers and uh, George did uh, Motley Crue. So that means George, I think, goes first this week. Does that sound right to you, lads? I think that sounds good. That's good math. It's good math right there. <laughs> good solid math. Good solid math. Two and two is four. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, this uh, this is a horrible, horrible song, um, and it has a heavy video element, Damon. So I will uh, hope you'll do some description for us. Okay. Um, and uh, just uh, let it roll, and I think you're going to know it right away. You're at least going to know the artist. You may not know the song, but get ready to be horrified by the visuals <laughs> and the song. Okay. <laughs> Good. Looking forward to it. All right. Here we go. Okay. We're... Black and white video with a woman walking towards... Oh, well, look who it is, sitting on a floaty in a pool. <laughs> He's going to tell you right Yo, now. Yo, G, peep this. 12 noon, pumps in the bumps affair. It's on, and it's all good. Was, was that English? I didn't understand a word. <laughs> he said... Pumps and a bump. Pumps and a bump, and it's on. MC Hammer? It's yeah. MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... Pumps in a bump. And George was kind enough to send us the, in parentheses, original pool long version. Okay, so I will, so now I'll tell you the background to this. <laughs> Come on, when you, George. When you see it, you'll be, you'll be horrified. Okay, again. But we but can't you, see it. When, well, Damon oh. can see it. <laughs> and he can describe it to us. And it's a, it's, it's a shit song on its own, even with, but the video, this video was banned. I know. But why do we have the long version? <laughs> well, Are we going to be dancing? We, 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 we can cut it off. Oh, yeah, he's dancing. Wait till you see how. <laughs> have you ever seen this video? No. You're in for a treat, my friend. I'll tell you that this video was banned, and he made another one. And it wasn't banned because of all the chicks in it. It was banned because of him. <laughs> uh, can I so, hazard a guess? Because I, I paused on this shot of him still in the, in the floaty in the pool. Uh-huh. With a giant, like, 90s cell phone that they just handed to him. Uh-huh. It's bigger than his head. And uh, and I'm seeing the banana hammock. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just let it roll and l let him sing and, and watch what he's doing. Just watch it. Okay. <laughs> banana hammer. And then I'll tell you the background to this. Okay. He just hit a remote and a waterfall started and color entered the video because it was black and white. He started his waterfall pool with a remote. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like it was filmed at Disneyland. It was filmed at his house. <laughs> yeah. Like at the, at the, what's the raging, or what's the, 
is that Tom Sawyer's Island or something? What's the thing where they have a, you're, you're in a, a raft? Uh, the jet stream or something. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Or, yeah, okay, but this is yeah. his house. Right. He, he set yeah. up his house to look like Tom Sawyer Island. Great. Yes, Here we go. He did. Money well spent, Hammer. <laughs> sure, you don't regret this at all. Okay, I'm not going to argue with the girls in bikinis so far. Yeah. Yep. But here, oh, but but then Hammer's amongst them dancing with his banana hammock. Here we go. so so i the thing that gets me about this is that so he this is you know 1994 so this is his career's on the wane and his and gangster rap had taken over and he decided that to he needed to be hard and make a record that was you know a street record and not his funny i wear you know genie pants and dance around and do pop music yeah and this and he and so his answer which is maybe the worst career decision ever made was he makes this video and he is wearing black gloves black combat boots and a animal print uh banana hammock which is the uniform and he's all he's he's all greased up with a lot of shots of him and his boys with their shirts off it looks like a gay video and that is the (laughs) international in every in every gay in every gay go-go boys locker that is the uniform that is in his locker Boots, gloves, and an animal print bikini. That's in every, and he thinks it's a good video. And he's just he has an armadillo in his trousers. <laughs> he's just thrusting his dick at everyone. Yeah. And I love that the video was not was not banned because of all the girls in it. It was banned because of him and the way he was dressed. Yeah, just you know, slamming that that banana around. Now, <laughs> is it a pumps? I'm assuming are the shoes, and then a bump yeah. is her butt. Yeah, in the beginning, they put the, well, it could be her, the boobs, too. There's stuff about, the song is just standard, horrible, you yeah. know, like, it's, uh, you know, it's rump shaker without being even remotely cool or sexy or baby got back without the humor. It's yeah. just shit. So, listen to it and watch some more if you dare. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, George. I don't. I'm not being facetious. I, I don't remember a, any sort of credible gangster rapper walking around in a in a bikini. Like, like no, he, it's just it's insane that he decided to make this move. If you ever as, see the, those European guys, like in Spain, who are on a, on a beach and you make fun of them, you know, and, and because yeah. they've got the tiniest that that's how small his little his little underwear is right now. Yeah, and he's just thrusting his dick at everyone <laughs> and <the laughs> everything. Fucking, like his his buddies <laughs> buddies are singing with him, and he's just next to him. Like, we want to yeah. go, hey, bro, get away from me. With that <laughs> the wait the waiter offers him. him a drink, and he thrusts his dick at him. <laughs> He's like, dude, I was seeing if you, if you wanted a vodka soda. Yeah, and this Jeez. record was this record was called the Headhunter, and it was supposed to be his yeah. street record. So, what what's some other? I guess the uh, Nikki Six song we just did, and there's a couple other ones we've talked about over the years where they're just trying so fucking hard to be something. Right. This is totally falls in that category where you're just, it's just sad, you're just sad for him. Right, and it's a terrible song, and he and it's and talk about it. And it's so bad that they they made another video where he has clothes on. 
And they told him, put clothes on for this one. What you- <laughs> oh, okay. So there's, the, there's like the, the safe one that they could, they could show, and then there's this. Yeah, they made a second video where in the second video, it's Dion Sanders on the phone and going, hey, Pumps in the Bumps Part 2, everybody come to Hammer's house. And it's not that they're not by a pool, but they're just dancing and wearing Atlanta Falcons like sweatsuits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same. It's just, it's the worst career move I've ever seen. And it's a terrible everyone song. meet at meet at Hammers. By the time they get there, the bank has foreclosed. It is this cl- he, he's kicked out exactly. <laughs> it's just because sheriffs outside serving notice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Hope you like this hook. Yeah, there not a lot of keeps, variation here. Just keeps going. It's scintillating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they've got tons of sexy girls in here. I'm not going to – I get why that's a selling point. But uh, it's but there's a, a gay go-go boy in the middle of the driving <laughs> <right. laughs> his armadillo at you. <laughs> we literally have armadillos in our trousers. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about that it's like the bad career move. He, You just don't – you don't have the same career agenda that he apparently did. Which was what? He probably wants to do that. Like he, He's like, I wonder if the world will let me be what I want to fucking be. And he coming out as a gay go-go go boy? or Well, you're the one who says that's what he's doing. <laughs> I th- what, it's not, he's flying the flag. Better, he wants to I, I really don't know salute. why he dressed that way unless you want to That's what I'm saying. That's boy. what I'm saying. Everybody get out of Hammer's way. I would call him a hero. <laughs> I do. That's what I'm calling him now. <laughs> Lost his career, but he gained some self-fucking respect. <laughs> Uh, all, all right. right. Let's hear yeah, some this, more. So, there's no. Is there any variation on this groove at all? Does anyone? No, I bet you that no. there isn't. No, yeah. there's not. There's not. <laughs> it's it's a, it's an unbearable song. But so yeah. listen to more. That's what this show's about. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, like with with hip hop, and I, I'm talking from any era. There's certain things I like about it. Like I'm not a big rap fan by any stretch, but I love the production in the background and I love the sounds they come up with and I love the grooves and the, the samples and everything. Like a lot of these guys are fucking fantastic at it, but this this is nothing going on. There's just oh. like zero going on. Okay, forget the rap. Just the, the the track itself is just nothing. And I forgot that. Guess what they're sampling here? The most cliché track to sample ever. Guess what it is? Listen to it. Okay, let me let me see if I can figure it out. Hold on. Is it just going throughout the whole song, George? Or? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Let me see. It's Atomic Dog. <laughs> oh, the bass. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. thinking it's the bass. Atomic Dog. Yeah. Which everyone sampled. That's the original one. You know, everyone sampled that. Thinks it's, right. I mean, yeah. even that in 1994, I'm sure it had been sampled 500 times <laughs> by then. I mean, it's the end of, this is again, the end of an era of, you know, a certain kind of, you know, where whatever, two years before this or three years, I guess, him and Vanilla Ice were on top of the charts. Yeah. And by 1994, they were this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> This, now, George, was this even like a close to being a hit or anything? Or yeah, it, it 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 did pretty good. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even know if I've ever heard this before, to be honest. Yeah. I always had a fantasy when I was, you know, in my 
original singer songwriter period where i was writing my own kind of like folksy songs of of doing a a, a satire of one of these videos where it's just all chicks in bikinis and stuff and and they they kind of part and it's just me with my acoustic guitar doing some, my heartfelt song, donovan style songs you're just sitting on top of the on top of the waterfall yeah. <laughs> i have dangling. some wardrobe ideas for you <laughs> It's pretty simple, really. Just three three items, two shoes and combat boots. Some two shoes, a, a, a banana hammock, and the truth. I like, That's right. I like, I like that Hammer likes you. Do you like people start making fun of you? Like, Hammer's like, no, man, that's Damon. He's cool, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> I like his music. Right. He's sitting on top of a waterfall in the banana hammock. See? <laughs> he sounds like Donovan. <laughs> A lot of people don't know MC Hammer, huge fucking uh, Donovan fan. Yeah. Loves uh, Cat Stevens. Right. T for the Tiller Man. Uh, the next single after this, uh, uh, Hammer sampled Moonshadow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're in the we're at just across the two minute mark. Yeah, that, well, that, in a five is, and a half minute song. This is about all you're gonna get. You can get one more quote in quotes verse. <laughs> now, are the girls wearing pumps? I didn't even notice. Yeah, in the very beginning, that's that's first shot is the girl. Yeah, she, okay. This one there's there's shoes on the ground and they come and put them on. I saw her, know. but there's 47 women in this, and so far I haven't seen one other pair of pumps. They're not great around the pool. You want to go ahead and get the combat boots for that uh. and the gloves and the, the banana hammock. That's, <laughs> even if you're a lady, get those. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there any context for like, we're goofing on him in his, in his wardrobe choice, but was there any context of, you know, this was kind of like a cool look for hip hop guys back then or something? Or is this no. just a guy? <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. No, I'm, no. I'm reaching for anything. I like to think <laughs> no. I'm finding myself entertained, uh, only by thinking of other songs that I'd like to hear MC Hammer do like the original. And I feel like the best one would be for Emily, wherever I may find her. (laughs) 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 Sort of like really, really light, delicate Simon Garfunkel songs. But like, what if he was an explosive harmonic presence as a singer? Like he could just mimic it. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I'd rather listen to. Do you, you guys know where he got his name, right? No. Hammer and Hank Aaron. Yes, so he was he was a he was a bat boy on uh, on uh, whatever uh, Chuck Finley was that the owner of the A's? Yeah, Ch- Charles Finley, Mister Finley. He was the he was the owner of the A's in the seventies, the, the, the Oakland Athletics. And Hammer was the bat boy, and he looked like Hank Aaron, and so they called him because Hammer and Hank, and he so he became Hammer. <laughs> mm, little Hammer, <laughs> Little Hammer, in a way, yeah. And huh. you can see his little hammer there and bouncing around in his. Yeah, <laughs> maybe another say. song that he could be doing, especially he and he could keep keep the hammock on, and then he could do staying with Simon and Garfunkel. He could do the dangling conversation. <laughs> <laughs> At least the guitar would be in front of his in front of him. He'd look nude. <laughs> I got your Robert Frost right here. <laughs> talk, talk about yes men. Nobody, you'll see in, if you get long enough in the video where he, there is some parts where suddenly he has on like sort of a, not a gi, but like a, at least something on like pant, like a sweatpants and a, and a, and a sweatshirt or something. 
And but okay. then by the, by the end they go back to the they go back to the uh, they go back to the banana hammock and nobody none of his boys no one in there said hey no you shouldn't no don't do this <laughs> don't do yeah I'm scrolling through the video um, and I'm seeing him it looks like he and his buddies are doing a dance in front of another pool yeah they, right? they do that when they have clothes on a little yeah, bit and right. then they go back to the to the to the a roll if you will of the <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's zebra or tiger it's tigers black and white tiger right. It's yeah. His, yeah, it's not leopard. It's tiger. No, it's not leopard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a tiger striped, black and white, like uh, a bangle, like anyway. the Bengals helmet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Tiger stripe. Very well, nice. so should we carry on here? I mean, is this? Yeah, a, let's I mean, hear a little more. This, right, this, this is ongoing crap. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, Even I, that, he did the wiggity wiggity whack, which is people have been saying that since the early eighties. Yeah, I don't. It's just the same. You know, he doesn't like fat girls. He likes girls that are stacked. Stiggity stiggity fat. I like him stiggity stiggity stacked. <laughs> and you're wiggity wiggity whacked if you ain't got biggity biggity back. That's the lyrics. Yeah, it sounds like we didn't miss anything. I uh, know uh, you didn't. It's, it's. Yeah, I can't believe like. The, there, look, there's a period when I realized when everyone was talking about how Hammer was done, he, he changed his name, he took the MC off of it, right? Just to right, look, that, yeah. sound cooler. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe that this song actually was a hit, according to you. Right. Me, and by the me, way, that that is this record. That's where he took the MC off. This is called this is called the Headhunter. Is the name of the? Oh, sorry, the Funky Headhunter is the record. Okay. And it's just Hammer. This is where he and on on the cover of the record, he's you know squatted down in gang position. You know, with all black on and <laughs> right, a, yeah. a black, you know, and a, a wool cap, and he's all in black. And this—that's right. what's so funny to me—is this was supposed to be his street. You know, back to being tough kid from Oakland, not you know a jerk wearing genie pants and <laughs> jumping around like an asshole. Because by this time, between '91 and '94, gangster rap had taken over everything, and and kind of like the glam rockers of this era, that instantly became stupid. Mm-hmm. Like right. what grunge did to instant. So this is sort of his, this is his grunge record, is what this is. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm I'm yeah. confused. Why I guess I'm I'm going by what it says on this video, which isn't an official one, by the way. Just it says MC Hammer, so I thought he was still calling himself that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm just confused why like this was like because he had done like the Adams Family song or something, right? And that was a big drop down for him. I know it was a big hit, but people just thought he was lame for doing that. Is, is yeah, that, that was that was extra lame. That was probably a couple years before this. But yeah, yeah I get it. But it's just he was on that descent where people just started thinking he was a joke. And he started off as a joke. I don't know if he ever had that much credibility. And well, but so those songs I, were huge. Though. I mean, you can't touch this. Was well, a, I get it? But it was yeah, just yeah. like dumb, you know, t- preteens that you know who in Iowa just bought it because it was they thought it was cool, but it wasn't. Um, my my point is this: I I can't believe like he he people didn't see through this. It's because it's so it's so stupid. It's sad. It's it's just sad to watch him, you know, prancing around like this. Well, this was part of the decline. I mean, this one went to I think it says what does it say twenty six on the Hot One Hundred. Hmm. Well, okay. So it did okay. Like I, right. it's not even. It's not even. It was that wasn't pop songs. That that was rap one hundred. Rap rap song one hundred. Yeah. Rap song number twenty six. Okay. Um. So this was the this was the final top forty hit of his career. Okay. So <laughs> this <laughs> is the very he, end. Then yeah. he found the Lord, right? 
I believe that happened. Yeah, there was a period. Yeah, right. Where suddenly he was kind of a preacher, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember that now. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, I just the decision with the, with the outfit and <laughs> we just I, I it, it's incredible to me that he just just so yeah. I'm, this is what I'm wearing and nobody yeah. goes hey no 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 not that no manager no friend no one takes him aside right because this on on a certain level it's as ridiculous as the genie pants. Yeah, yes, it is. Well, and, and what and during this period of time, of course, all videos, even if you went to, uh, I mean, Warren Cherry Pie was before this, but there was a lot of videos with girls in bikinis in it. Sure. And I love that this is, he has, looks like hundreds of them in this video. Really? They, yeah. Being forced into high-heeled shoes and wearing skimpy bikinis. But that's not the offensive part. It's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the offensive part. Right. <laughs> All right, so now we're at two and a half minutes. I don't know. How how much further do we have to go here? All right, we can stop now. I've made my <laughs> point. <laughs> All right, well, Pumps and a Bump Boom. by Hammer. Let me get that by right. Hammer. Yeah, I don't... Hammer, the funky head hunter. Yeah, don't want to don't wanna offend any Hammer fans out there. I think that this whole thing is just reeks of fucking gay panic that he put into uh, the uh, record business. They, Man, do, they protest too much. Yeah, and, and then guess what? Guess what he did after that? What do you do when you're when you're gay? And yeah, you know, they do try to run a little Richard it. movie. Yeah, you go you go and find the Lord. Exactly. Maybe he yeah. can help. <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Now is look. I don't. I don't follow these things. But was there a rumor back then? Is anyone? No, no. no and I want to make it very clear. He's no. a hero. <laughs> he's he's, <laughs> he's being a hero himself. To the gay community. <laughs> Everybody else is a fucking asshole. And being uptight about it. I mean, I also I think what's the what's stupid is the song. Yeah, I think it's funny that he that he dressed like that. Who gives a shit? I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think that the song is stupid. You can't say. I mean, maybe they would have shown the video more, but the song's garbage. Who gives a shit if he was wearing on its own without the video? The yeah, you did the other garbage. video. Guess what happened? Fucking nothing because the song's shit. And then you do the fucking video. Well, yeah, people also- aren't still talking about how upset they were by his fucking dick. They don't give a shit. So, Aaron, I'm trying to I'm trying to peel through the layers of possible sarcasm here. What exactly are you saying? Are you saying that? He said, "Fuck it." He he's not. He wasn't coming out as gay, even like subconsciously. He just wore an outfit that he that he wanted to just be provocative. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I really, I don't. I don't care one way or the other about any part that I'm making. I'm trying to find something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be combustible. I, I think every part of this is boring and stupid. Okay, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you got my point. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of window dressing and and dong dressing. And well, the other thing too about it that that gets me just as far as the as far as the song is, if you just take that and take the video out of it, that it's all such a it's all such a weak effort because it's almost exactly a copy of what I said, Rump Shaker, and uh, and Baby Got Back, which both those had a certain quality to, quality to them. Because Baby Got Back, with, it had a lot of humor in it. It that was, was a, a funny song. Yeah. It was a fun, funny song. And Rump Shaker had a, had a cool, it was a, it was one of, it was a Teddy Riley thing in the New Jack Swing. And, and by the way, it had saxophone in it, Damon. But oh. it, it had a, a sexier vibe that was legit to it, you know, kind of a more soul vibe to it. And this is him just coming in like, you know, fucking, you know, Kool-Aid in a, Kool-Aid in a, uh, in a banana, banana hammock coming through the wall. Just, it's just so, it's just so, it's He's so not terrible. Char- There's nothing about it that's charming. No, at so. all. It's just loud and him yelling pumps into bump over again when yeah. someone had already done that in a much more clever way and a fun way. And his is just, an, and I, and I, that's the thing about it too, is that, 
if he was wearing the banana hammock and trying to be funny about it, because there's a way to do that where you could make a video and haha, I'm wearing a banana hammock, isn't this funny? But he's dead fucking serious about it in it, and it's clear that he yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. There's <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no cheek or anything. No, well, there's nothing. No, let me rephrase that. <laughs> but, <laughs> thank uh, you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but also, you guys, this is a question, not a theory. Okay. Uh, I'd be curious to hear your opinion. Was there a certain substance involved when all these decisions were being made? Oh yeah. <laughs> Cocaine? <laughs> you know, I don't remember him being a big drug guy. I think he I don't was know. all anti-drug. I thought he was super anti-drug. Well, maybe when he became a, a minister or something, he did. But, like, can you imagine this party? This is the early 90s, by the way. This isn't like, you know, this it's is 94. not too far removed from the 80s. Right. Yeah. So, like, could you imagine this party? And they're in the they're in the valley, right? This is L.A.? I'm guessing it's Oakland. I don't know where the Okay, well, yeah. Look, it, it, I can't imagine that group of people not all being like stoned to their to the gills for for an event like this, right? <laughs> yeah, very, it's, it's very aggressive. He's very aggressive with his with his banana, like swinging that that banana. Oh yeah, he's around. thrusting it at everyone. Yeah, and, like, that's what I can't imagine his friend because you know I mean you know guys of that age, especially especially uh, African American fellows, are very homophobic about that. Like Brock, get away from me! Just <laughs> yeah. don't do it. I, it's fine what you want to do, but do it over. Like don't. Yeah. And he's standing right next to his buddies, just swinging his dick around in that video. <laughs> like it's just like it's there's shots of it where his buddies are standing next to him and they have their shirts off too. And if you stop on the frame, it looks like a gay video with yeah. the pool and everything. It looks like oh, is this a gay video? Like right. what? his posse's like, dude, I, I just don't think it's worth it anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, okay. We don't have to pay for drinks. Hey, uh, Hammer, I'm just gonna go back to college. I guess I just don't want to s- hear about underpants anymore, Hammer. I, I guess know. you know. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, how about a regular bathing suit? But some board shorts, or I don't know, like a <laughs> about a wetsuit. Maybe a tap pant. I don't know, like a. Like a <laughs> That fella in living color, he's got the right idea, Hammer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're shorter. You know, you can still see his bulge, but you know, it's He would have redeemed himself if he came out in one of those bathing costumes from the 1920s. (laughs) See, no, that would have been funny. That would have been been hilarious if he could, you know, play a nerd version of himself. There's so many ways you could have gone with this where... Uh, and then he has the then he has the speedo on. He rips off the bathing costume and has <laughs> <laughs> so many funny ways you could have fun with this song and made take take people's uh, emphasis off the uh, off the song itself, which is horrible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he wears he sings "The Only Living Boy in New York" and he wears an old school fucking bathing outfit. <laughs> yeah, right. With big red and white stripes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bathing cap. <laughs> and he's 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 on a tandem bike with one of his homies. Yeah. Maybe put some hillbilly teeth in. It'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's enough hammer pumps in a bump as far as I'm enough. concerned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, Aaron, do you have anything to tell me about my torture song from you? The only thing I have to worry about here is getting too pissed. Uh, so I, <laughs> it's probably best if I don't have any kind of preamble at all. I've already said too much. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just yes. let it go. And it's also a video, as George loves to present us with. This is also a video. And so, uh, But I'll tell you what this is, too. It's, it's under three minutes long. Okay. That's so uh, so uh, just fucking play it. Go. All right. Here we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh, I got I, I to tell, tell George what it is. So he's prepared from the beginning. Okay. Oh, boy. And was this done during COVID? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was released on March... Of 2020. <laughs> yeah, I can I can just tell by the by the split screen. Okay, so George, we are 
I'm looking at a split screen of about let's see five guys, along with one of the one of the screens is filming a a looks like a, some gold records or some platinum records. Mm-hmm. It's Mike Love singing oh. a song called "This Too Shall Pass." Now, is this an original song about COVID? It is. It oh, is. Okay. And, 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 and listen to how like fucking cunty he's being. And this is March of 2020. Like. It just is going down. It's, right. it's happening right now. The first four people had COVID at this point. Right. It's fucking March 2020. <laughs> people need to hear and from listen, Mike Love. Yeah, and they need to hear from Mike Love, and they need to hear you be a cunt about it, too. So so the, the screens, real quickly, I, obviously, we've got some uh, – we've got a guy on, on keyboards. We have a guy on some big giant saxophone. Oh, saxophone. yeah. It's like four, you, Damon. Four, it's four Jacks and a Jill without the Jill. It's yeah. just a bunch of Jacks, Jackasses, and, uh, and Stamos. <laughs> and John Stamos on drums, and then a, looks like a bass player. And they're all in split screens because they're all at home being, you know, doing social right. distancing. And there's, of course, so you don't forget that he's from the Beach Boys, a shot of a platinum record on a wall of the Beach Boys pet sounds, which he had nothing <laughs> to do with. What you don't know is it's the, it's the four freshmen. It's not the Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go. Boy, and the song is This Too Shall Pass. Mike Love. We all remember when school is out Was a cause for celebrations Nobody ever even thought about Closing down entire nations oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, anti-vax agenda what an asshole, going on? yeah. What, and, and also, wanna, I want to be completely honest about this. This There is a version. Some saint put out a version of this without the auto tune and corrections on. I don't know how they got it, but it's like, it's, it's what he's actually singing in the moment, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's, it's bad. I mean, the guy's a professional singer, so he's getting around. Okay. But like, it sounds that he's, it sounds like Mike has COVID in the moment. <laughs> Cause it's like, remember when Trump got COVID and he's like, and he's trying to walk up those steps and he almost fell over. Yeah. It's, it feels that that's what Mike is dealing with now. So like, you know, I don't want anybody to die and, and and being sick with COVID was the worst, but fucking it feels like he's struck in with it at that moment. Yeah. And he's just like alive with anger about having to uh, postpone some beach boys dates. <laughs> what dude, I, I sent you the lyrics and like, this is from a, a, a I read the, a Rolling Stone article that came out at the time that this was released and he's just like seething with anger. Uh, and and all he wants to talk about is is uh you know he will say in passing in his defense just hey look you know do what the doctors say but like it's one of those you know it's dangerous to read into things because people are just fucking people but he does spend a lot more time saying like you know i feel bad you know people are out of work you know it, it, you feel like you know what someone's saying when they're saying that and they're not talking about the dying people but yeah. never once as he mentioned the only thing that fucking matters is that people fucking need to fucking stop dying yeah and like they, at one point the doc the, the interviewer and again this is march and and because mike's been talking about hey we're gonna get some dates together we're gonna get out there and the, and the interviewer asked him this loaded question and it says like well do you feel comfortable getting out there uh what, before there's a vaccine and he goes yeah yeah I totally do, <laughs> but what but what I'm hearing is that he doesn't. He's not thinking about anybody else. He does, like the responsibility of getting people together 
Because those people wouldn't be around each other if it wasn't for you, Mike. Yeah, don't go sing your stupid Beach Boys songs and get people sick in it because they want to come see yeah, you. Dude. Right. Yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. You can I wait. Mean, You've been singing those songs for 50 years. So wait it, wait it until everyone's all right. Yeah. All I right. know. I know you need to fucking sing fucking Help Me Rhonda with a fucking white hot passion, but fuck. <laughs> and now that's why he put out this record because he couldn't stand to not be, you know, heard from or, you know, have attention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's way easy to talk shit about Mike fucking butthole. But. And he makes it easy. You know, he makes it fucking easy. And we don't need to go down a line, a, a list of the things he's done. But like I did in the last couple of days and was reminded by, by a bunch of shit. Now, the thing that really should just matter is that the quality of this song that's being presented to us by a guy who's been in the industry for fucking 50 years at this time. It sounds bad. He can't sing. <laughs> And the, the production on it is 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 got, is a god awful mess. Yeah, this sounds like something where they some, they cover it on the news. And right, go, you and know, it's, a crazy it, guy in his garage did this song with his friends. And the track <laughs> he's singing to sounds like the stuff that you would use as Guy Langostino, the the karaoke tracks you would use. Right, George has yeah. way more ass to them than this yeah, the original <laughs> piece. It sounds right. like it was you'd hear it in some like dingy. Uh, you know, Korean uh, bar at like four o'clock in the morning. And this would be the track that they would use because they couldn't get clearance on anything else. <laughs> Sound alike. Or maybe again, we're back to Ferrell's. <laughs> yeah. So let's just play some more and just listen to what sure. Mike's let's all about. I sent you yeah. the lyrics. I sent you the lyrics. And okay. it's, just, it's a fucking, it's dangerous how bad and how stupid and <laughs> gross this is. Yeah. Wow. All right. Here we go. Washing hands and wearing masks. And it's not even Halloween. Oh my yeah. god. He's actually wow. saying lyrics about COVID. Yeah. Like yeah. safety protocols. Yeah. And he's talking shit about it. You know, like we never dreamed we'd be closing down an entire nation. Yeah. <laughs> These dummies. Like, that was my bit one of my big things when when that was going on. It was like, you guys, we've never been through a pandemic before. Don't right. act like you you know how to handle it. You know, especially guys like Mike Love, who has an opinion, like he's a medical doctor. <laughs> Fuck off. Because he wants to play the dates, because he wants to play Florida again, you know, at the fucking sportatorium. If you said that, like, you were a a bartender or, uh, you know, you own a restaurant and then everything's closed down, you could make an argument to me. Some of those guys end up sounding like a bunch of assholes, too. But you could at least make an argument like my fucking livelihood is gone. It's hard to lose money. It's 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 a fuck. It's like it's a, it's a layered conversation. And right. It ain't no jive when you have no fucking money. Yeah, but this and, this and asshole. That's the truth. Yeah, this is different. <laughs> he's got a. He's obviously in his nice home studio. I mean, he looks like yep. he's in like fucking Colorado. Or he's something. in Lake Tahoe. He's in okay, Lake Tahoe. Well, there you go. He, and I know that because he talks a lot about it in the Rolling Stone article. That I was I on in the lyrics. Here I am, in Lake Tahoe, <laughs> at my home studio. It's really pretty nice. Seems like Switzerland. St- did you see what Stamos said about? <laughs> he's so Trumpy. He's so Trumpy in the interview because he keeps going back to what what John Stamos, the the resident famous person, doesn't give a fucking fat rip about what like that fucking dude playing the fucking contrabassoon says <laughs> but it's fucking stamos he's, he's loved us forever man he played bongos on kokomo <laughs> <laughs> also to set the stage for you like you couldn't get an outfit that was more opposite from the the mc hammer banana hammock <laughs> what's it a hawaiian shirt with his fucking hat and his baseball hat and his of course has a baseball hat, hat and it him. says it says peace love and rock and roll on it he has to get his own name on his hat by the way and then the shirt he's wearing, the, actually the shirt... It looks like a rodeo guy. Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> it's, it's like the thickest 
biggest shirt you've ever seen. It's like it's made out of a comforter. <laughs> it's brown. <laughs> it's it's got like like a like a western theme. That's why I thought he was in you know in Colorado or something. He looks like a rodeo clown. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh boy. And he's okay. doing Georgie. He's doing the. He's doing. He's fucking. You know how he's the king of the thumbs up and the hand gestures. Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking all. You think he does a fake when he talk, when he said washing hands? He did a little. Yeah, right. Fuck. A little bit like he's washing his hands. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so <laughs> literal. He has no imagination and no nothing. He's just. He's like fucking Trump like that. Like there's no. There's no other layer to him. And what's confounding too is that the other thing about Mike is that he's has been and is very down with uh, uh, meditation. How is it possible that someone who's been doing that much meditation can have so can be so right. unenlightened and full of like shitty bitchy anger at Brian and anybody else and like yeah. can't share a compliment, can't offer a compliment unless it's directly about him. That's Constantly how, like, suing Brian Wilson. Yeah, for- like what the fuck? What are you doing when you're fucking meditating? Yeah. Fuck, it was some Beach Boy song where he just did a backup vocal and then demanded he get credit for it when Brian Wilson had written the entire song, you know? You know, like, look, they 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 did good for each other. But, like, when you're so cunty about it, who wants to get – people then start to minimize what you did do rather than celebrating the different shades that made this fucking art happen. You know, when you're just a bitch, nobody fucking wants to know about it. And then, and you look like an asshole and then he's he's he's, he's shitty to so many people. Has nothing to say. It's it's uncomfortable, you know. I, I, and you'd think, oh, golly, like, what is your mantra? Brian's a dick, yeah, right? I was going to say, doesn't that clear your mind and make you let go? Well, Isn't that the whole so? point yeah. of it? Like, he's the Chevy Chase of the Beach Boys, <laughs> 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 only without the effervescent, uh, uh, inescapable charm that Chev unleashes <laughs> yeah. on on sure. the people. Jesus. Yeah, and he was always just a dork, and like so he's he's got he's just I don't know. Let's just listen to more. I mean, you why? What's the don't talk shit about Mike Love. Let Mike Love do it himself. Right. No, I, I promised myself I was just going to let him do it. Sorry, I didn't think there'd be a, a be possible for there to be a more cringy video than the than the Gail Godot Imagine video. Right, this is worse. This is oh, worse. Shit, right? Because he's talking <laughs> about like wearing masks and walk, washing your hands, and because and it's not Halloween. And by the way, yeah. like. This has like, you know, a, 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 like I think under 200,000 views on the official Mike Love page. So like. It does. You know, well, so they turn the comments be, off, Aaron. No one under, no one knows this <laughs> happened. How did you find this? No one knows this. Happened. I was looking up where I just was going down a Mike Love hole because I was having a lot of trouble finding one that, that moved me. <laughs> and I almost didn't do this one because it was making me angry and I didn't want to be angry about it and then i didn't even want to say anything it's just like fucking just let mike say it when you say mike love hole i can't really <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a mike love hole for 80 years down a mike love hole <laughs> sounds a horrible place to me <laughs> imagine it you're just down there with him Ooh, right <laughs> in the Fuck. mike love hole <laughs> surrounded by mike aaron that's a nice story but i i'm pretty sure like the the reason why you know the song is because it gave you comfort during covid <laughs> well, look any any port in a storm <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Even love I would just sit there baking bread, <laughs> listening to Mike Love. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, yeah. So they they did turn the comments off, which I'm I'm assuming is because it's just such a, a, a bad. <laughs> there's a lot of like description of the song. I don't know. I'll, I'll kind of glance at. They it. They retire vomit emojis. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I looked at some of them, and there were there was one of was the comments where like there's a lot. It, most of the people like seem to be going, Mike, still doing it, still got it. Yeah. Go, Mike, go. Which was just making me more uncomfortable because, oh golly, this is something I, we need in these hard times. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and like, why not be heroic and say like, if you're going to be so jingoistic and, and crazy, just be like, less people died in America than fucking anywhere else because we got on board and acted as a team. Those people missed out on that opportunity and saving lives. Like, if you're going to have that attitude, use it for something good, like saving a life. Like, we protect ourselves better than anybody else. Yeah. But they couldn't even do that. You can win that. Yeah. Right. You know, ugh, garbage. Hey, let's listen to some more, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm just seeing if there's any juicy notes from in the because because they did the I don't know how you saw comments, Aaron, because it's turned off over here. It was I think I was looking at another because um, oh, you know there's just some some other person had posted it. Okay, it. you have to uh, you have to enter your your uh, your special code if you're a love head. That's how you get comments on. <laughs> it's, it's just hashtag pet sounds is garbage. If you're part of the love love hole. You have to love hole. You have to the special code. You can open up the comments. <laughs> the love hole. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Joel hole. No, it's Joel hole. Different. It's different. <laughs> All right. Here, I'll, we'll keep Hit it, Mike. Yeah, here we go. Go, Mike, go. Shaking hands is a thing of the past due to social distancing. People are wondering how long it'll last. As the saying goes, this too shall pass. Well, I believe the best is yet to come. So let's get back to having fun, fun, fun <laughs> in the sun. It's only been three weeks, Mike. Dude, <laughs> this is this is like a, a guy like your neighbor did this. You yeah. know, yeah. like your neighbor did this during COVID and had it, you know, had it made into a record and made everyone come over and listen to it. Like there whatever. was a block party and he made everybody yeah, listen yeah, to it. If yes. they wanted to have yeah. another fucking beer, you had to listen to his fucking dumb thing. Right. Yeah. It's, it sounds like your crazy neighbor, Mr. Love did this. It's just. <laughs> but for real, dude, like it's not even out of March and he's, and he's about how long it'll last. <laughs> right. Like, I, I hate to tell you, baby. <laughs> your, your pet peeve, Damon. I mean, all these lyrics are just so jammed in. I mean, right. this is the definition of jammed into, I mean, just. Mike Love style. Did we determine who wrote this? Was it Mike himself? Mike, just Mike. There's yeah, no, there's you no can other tell print. by the quality of it, yeah. <laughs> well, they've only got some collab guy coming in, you know, yeah. My, yeah. my arranger. I, I think he's got, he intimates that there is a, uh, uh, one of the horn guys, I think, is, is the musical director of the act as it is now. Yeah, uh, the He's Beach not Boys directing anything, <laughs> you know, and I think that that guy probably did, you know, charge such as they are for the people and and, and stuff like that. I think even though Mike Love wrote this whole song, he still sued Brian Wilson about it <laughs> <laughs> for the fun, fun, fun son part. <laughs> when people are like talking shit about it, and he knows that they are, so his his little man syndrome starts burning inside him and then he just gets mad at Brian again. Yeah. <laughs> Say, hey ass, I didn't have anything to do with your dumb fucking March COVID song. Right. Can you imagine him in fucking August of 2020? Oh, Must have been seething with rage. Yeah. Ain't no fun, fun, fun over at the love house. <laughs> imagine sure. being his wife. Oh my God. <laughs> fucking my Honey, shut wake up. up. I wrote a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's 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 an original t- term I came up with called "this too shall pass." What? <laughs> Pretty sure someone's used that before, Mike. <laughs> He's always with the thumbs too. I'm surprised that he didn't like label his thumbs like one says beach and the other one says boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
surfs up. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I, I do I feel bad for these guys. Like this is my theory. I don't and maybe Aaron knows the true story, but the guys who are all on the split screen with him and they're all having to do those harmonies with him and everything. I'm assuming they're just like in his band and they're looking yeah. down the barrel of no income as well. And they're yeah, like, they do something. Because why would you be in this video with him? Like, you dig, it's dig ditches or, or singing yeah. on Mike Love Experience. You know, uh, you know uh, what else did they have to fucking do? Yeah, $40, $40 per diem. <laughs> Maybe. If you go on stage with Mike Love, it's kind of an uh, ephemeral thing. Like, you know what I mean? You're just his backing band. But this is captured forever on YouTube with your face like right up to the camera. Singing this dumb song with him. I don't yeah. know. Bad career move, I guess, is mm. my point. Yeah. I mean, I guess the good news for you is that only, like, not you, but them, is that, you know, like 17 dudes and a man named Murray saw it. That's it, you know? <laughs> That's it for you. Yeah. He's got Mike, the official Mike Love YouTube page <laughs> has 2,000 <laughs> subscribers. <laughs> he has one of the biggest fans in the world. He's <laughs> <laughs> in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he went to India with the Beatles. <laughs> uh, like how how is Chevy not in this video? That's what, like, I, was, that's like, what I was thinking. Like, like, like yeah, call like, me Al. Call, call me Al. Exactly right. Like how does he not show up? Meantime, people, there can be no doubt. Lots of folks deserve a big shout out. First responders and the National Guard, doctors and nurses, all working real hard. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> while while he's saying the doctors and the nurses are working real hard, yeah, uh, Stamos keeps drumming with one hand, but picks up a, a homemade cardboard <laughs> collage. You had no time, Stamos. <laughs> you couldn't put something together that was better than it. part yeah. of a box. And it's it's just pictures of of glued onto a piece of cardboard. It's brown cardboard, by the way. <laughs> Handwritten in magic marker, we heart you, and then just pictures of doctors in masks. <laughs> he didn't, by the way, when, when you can't get your assistant, can't come to your house, that's what you end up with. Right. With this, this, this you, otherwise, no, I don't like that, do something better. You'd make someone else do it. Right. There's no, there, you had nothing but time, Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nothing but time. Oh, boy. All right. It's kind of like a viral Super Bowl. What? It's kind of like the viral Super Bowl? That's it's right. kind of like the virus Super Bowl. It's kind of like. So like he's not <laughs> even committal to this, this stupid fucking thing he came up with. It's kind of like. Yeah. What? All right. What does he rhyme with Super Bowl? Let's see. Rock and roll, maybe? <laughs> In the microwave hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Unto others, it's good for the soul. All 50 states with the unified goal. God bless America. That's how we roll. Oh, God. So you Jeez. got soul, goal, and roll is what you got there, yeah. Uh, Damon. Yeah. And and uh, Stamos just like kind of jumped off his drums and, and went right up to the camera and said, God bless America. That's how we roll. Like emphatically letting you know he's a yeah. patriot. God yeah, damn it's only, right. It's only America is dealing with this crisis. Yeah. <laughs> uh. We're mad at other countries for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> love the fucking national guard getting a shout out from mike love yeah <laughs> nothing wrong with the national guard it just seems like an odd choice i don't know and what yeah. what if during that part he does he just mouthed at the camera without saying any without verbalizing it going like thanks china <laughs> you know oh my god can you imagine the unedited version where he's just really showing he talks about how he feels yeah yeah d- draft one 
Yeah. They're sending killer bats to kill us all. <laughs> the China virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Dirt bag. Okay. All right. People are wondering how long it'll last. As the saying goes, this too shall pass. Well, I believe the best is yet to come. So let's get back to having fun, fun, fun in the sun. Like, that's the one place you can have fun during COVID is in the sun, right? Well, we didn't know that then. It was only four days yeah. in, like Aaron said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, and I like how that the hook, that's the only part of this could possibly be a hook, is his rip, rip off Beach Boys. Well, yeah, of another song. It's a hook song. of another song. God. <laughs> I think that he sapped all any creativity he may have had. Maybe he has too much sun, even though, the, even though he wore the hat all the time that said Beach Boys yeah. on it. Maybe the hat, all those hats were just too tight on his bald head. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there was mercury in the hats, and he's, he's just he's just kind of cool. You never heard that? Yeah, cheap hats have mercury. You don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's mad as a hatter. Tighter than Dick's hat band. <laughs> Is that a saying? Yeah. Tighter than Dick's headband? Tighter than Dick's hat band. It's like same thing as Cap in the Bottle Lemon Juice. He's tight. He's very tight. Oh. You say that. It's a southern. He's tighter than Dick's hat band. Jeez. I heard Dick and I thought you were going for a banana hammock joke. No, I was not. No. I don't know why it's Dick either. Tighter than Dick's hat band. Yeah. He's tighter than Mark Knopfler's headband. The walk of life. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you said the gym, Mark? What happened? What? Why did you press? The... <laughs> Were you just playing tennis with Bjorn Borg? Tighter, tighter. Did they than... burst in on you, Mark Knopfler? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Action, Mark! <laughs> oh, I didn't know we were filming. <laughs> Were there were there a couple guys in Dire Straits wearing headbands? They fucking loved headbands, dude. <laughs> Big uh, headband guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're in dire straits if our headband luggage gets lost. <laughs> we have more headbands. <laughs> they didn't even say like straights on them. It's just like a white. Yeah, a a white. yeah, exactly. They look like racquetball head headbands from 1981. <laughs> the cock The cock sportif, exactly. The cock sportif. <laughs> oh, God. Play it. Play it. All right. We're turning lemons into lemonade. Just be cautious, don't be afraid. They're turning lemons into lemonade. This this song is lemonade. That's right. He took COVID and turned it into lemonade with this he song. He did. <laughs> so let's be cautious, but don't be afraid. Well, you know, what's no reason. Are dying, my... Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guy. And by the way, you are in a bad age range to be loosey goosey with the rules, Mike. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and as Damon, our own, our own Damon Piptone found out, if someone offers you a sip of their lemonade out of That's a glass, right, do not take that sip. <laughs> He's talking about sharing soda pops. Yeah. yeah, right, Damon. No gin and tonics from the singer, right? G and T. Yeah, that was a whole. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Oh God! Hey guys, just wanted to let you know we tested positive. <laughs> like, oh fuck! I wonder that. No wonder I'm laying here on my back, unable to move. Thank you, assholes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell that story someday. It's still a sensitive topic in that band. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, man, I got to tell you, like the, the follow up to that. I might have told George the other day. You did. You did. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Um, I'll tell Aaron later. Here we go. Right. 
do what the doctors recommend The sooner we do this pandemic will end Okay, so now he's on the side of doc- taking doctor's advice? On the third verse. <laughs> well, I mean, he was always kind of, I don't know, it's just... He's just shooting everything at the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah However just, it comes yeah. out, he, he was on the right side in one Yeah, verse, I mean, least. he's smart enough, he's savvy enough as a, I don't know, he's been around the entertainment business <laughs> in a tertiary way for many, many years. And so he knows that you could seem like a real monster, and people already think that I'm a monster. So I got it. It feels like these other ones are placating, <laughs> placating people, and he doesn't, his heart's not in it. His yeah. heart's not in it. And, you know, I, I can't look inside his soul. But, like, if you look at everything else that he's done, seems like that's probably true. Well, you, when your hook is fun, fun, fun in the sun, you can't go that <laughs> negative. You can't. <laughs> I, I just wonder if, like, his wife or someone got a hold of him. Because, like, this, this whole verse was, maybe, about, maybe, yeah. was about Chinamen and stuff. And then, <laughs> and then his wife or someone took him aside and, and said, look. Say something about the doctors, just in case, because, you know. I'm not saying salute Dr. Fauci. I'm saying right. say something about doctors and generals. Bring up the National Guard again if you want, Mike. Yeah, is there any lyric in here that rhymes Fauci with ouchie? <laughs> <laughs> because that was a big thing with, like, MTG and stuff. They thought that was, like, the height of hilarity. Uh. So I don't know if this was just like a one pass thing <laughs> editing this video, but we've got like, if you, you have different video feeds, obviously I did, my band did one of these videos just because what well, yours look great. And none of you have the, uh, resources that Michael love has. Yeah. You can see his gold well, records. <laughs> I'm not particularly yeah. proud of it, and it, but it was a kind of a format that everybody did where the whole, it was a split, split yeah. screens and everybody, all the band were in it. But like the the guitarist is taking a solo. Like you're just watching Mike Love and one of the one of the screens, just standing next to Mike, bobbing his head back and forth <laughs> while the solo's going on, and then the guitarist isn't even in the in the shot. Like it's just his hand. Like you could have just filled the screen with the guitarist while he takes the solo. I don't know. That's kind of how those things work, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I don't. I feel like. They just used a program that, like, you, it was just you just go one shot at it, you know, <laughs> and there's no there's no mixing or, or editing later. It's just here. That's your video. Outside of his wife taking him aside, that's the that represents the person who cared the most about this entire operation. Oh, <laughs> right. You're, I know what you mean, Damon. Like when you've got a you've got like a you know a club lingerie when you're playing there in like the mid to late '80s, and they got yeah. the sound guy, and he he has a there's cameras, and they have a switcher, and he every once in a while he just sort of hits a button, it dissolves end, into it, another it, shot. And at the end, they go like, "Here, hey, you this video, we need a video. It's fifty dollars if you want it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's always the company's always called Video Gary. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Huh. All right. Thanks, yeah. Gary. Oh, that's not Gary. Huh. God, make the check out to video Gary. By the way, it occurred to me as I'm listening to this, it's the first time listening to the music part of it because he's not singing for 20 seconds. Um, the acoustic guitar in the back, it would have been better if it was just that. Like, that's probably how they wrote it, I'm guessing. If they just had an acoustic guitar in him, at least this would be not as terrible. Like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sonically, it's a a fucking crisis. It is a crisis, it is a crisis, it's a pandemic. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not really John Stamos playing live drums. That's like just a drum track, right? I think so. Yeah, that was according to Mike when he was talking to me about uh, how they laid it down. <laughs> when you everybody him? they had like um, 
they had they were playing uh, they did program and then it went around to everybody else they added their bits and then it went to John uh last and he did his sweet his sweet pass on it but what he did sounds like they just tarted up the uh, very lightly tarted up the uh, existing program you always want to put drums on last <laughs> that's that's what you do you that's everyone knows that that's standard 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 you start you start well, his with- voice like fucking loves voices so wrecked and you know or he's Thin. got like his his dungarees are on too high up on his chest and fucking something's <laughs> happening and like he just can't get any any power out so if the drum if the snare was any louder he would be obscured <laughs> so. by the way they had to do a slipshod job of this because it was the same studio they used for um you know, for uh, Bob Geldof and and and, uh, and Boy George, they, <laughs> they had so they much like, time <laughs> for uh, yeah for Do They Know It's Christmas? It was the same. Right. They had twenty five minutes. They couldn't even get eight hours. Yeah, they couldn't get eight hours. They got eighteen minutes, right? Exactly. Twenty five minutes. And fourteen of those minutes was just him talking about Help Me, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> and one pass of the song, and that's it. <laughs> that's right. it, baby. And then Stamos came in. <laughs> What do you mean Billy wasn't in the frame when he soloed? That's not fucking my problem. Well, 20, sorry, 25 minutes are up. You guys aren't uh, you right, guys go. aren't fucking do you know it's Christmas. Okay, so. Knoppler's coming in in like 15 minutes. You guys got to clear out. Why? He's hopping Why mad about guy, his headband. Why is that guy hanging headbands all over the studio? He needs them. <laughs> they got to dress the room for, for Knoppler. Why are there headbands everywhere? That's Knoppler's guy. He's coming in. You guys got to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's his headband guy. He's, just, he's, <laughs> he's got a trim commissioner, and he's got a he's got a headband wrangler. <laughs> uh, all right, getting through this. Actually, only like thirty seconds left. No, oh, no. Here we go. People are wondering how long it'll last. As the saying goes, this too shall pass. Well, I believe the best is yet to come. So let's get back to having fun, fun, fun in the sun. To having fun, fun, fun in the sun. He's also very close to ripping off the Beatles right there. The end of uh, Here Comes the Sun. Yeah, You're exactly. right. Yeah, sun, I was just going to say. Sun, sun, here it comes. He is ripped yeah. off. He's not close. He is. I'd like to see Danny Harrison give him a taste of his own medicine and sue him. <laughs> I know. For that line. <laughs> sue his ass. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is done now. And he has that ending because they couldn't bother editing it. You're right. It was one pass, Damon. They couldn't. Even... <laughs> yes. <Yeah, so. laughs> Wow. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry for bringing that into your life. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's what the show's for. We signed up for this. Wow. Yeah. Mike Love makes an appearance. Does that, does that put him on our list now? <laughs> Should he get yeah. his affairs in order? He's officially on the list. Yeah. Look, yeah, out, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Boy, oh boy. Uh, well, uh, I got a decision to make here. Yeah. <laughs> you got MC Hammer really making a play for self expression. Uh, but also kowtowing a bit to like being a gangster and that he's yeah. not just having fun, but a speedo gangster. Pants off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. a speedo gangster. A speedo gangster. You ever heard of that? No. He's half naked and half angry at you. If the, yeah, if there were gangsters in the French Riviera, <laughs> that's what they would dress like. Yo, Central Pay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's ruling with the band of Soleil Tan. <laughs> well, I feel like 
you know, the, the, the ridiculousness of the MC Hammer video, the keyword is video, because I don't remember the one thing about that song, good or bad. It was just no, like, it's, it's the right. same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But Mike Love was is just actively being a, his usual idiot self, you know, and not really understanding what the pandemic is sort of hedging yeah, his he's bets. as advertised Mike. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. That's, he's exactly. It's going to be fine. Mike. They're making lemonade, yeah. Damon. <laughs> They're making lemonade. Everyone was doing those stupid videos back then. I get it. But for some reason, his is, is, is super embarrassing. I think it's well, the it's fact. Unprofessional. That, yeah. And it's, it's the fact that he thought he was like, just like the, the Imagine video, he thought he was helping people. <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah. People needed to hear from him. Yeah. and needed his, and his glow, his literally his, the son of him in, in yeah. real life. A little bit of sunshine yeah. from Mike. Yeah. The guy, he's wildly known, famously an asshole. So who needs sunshine from Mike? <laughs> from the Mike hole. You've blown sunshine out of my Mike hole. Love hole. Sorry. Love hole. Yeah. <laughs> Mike hole works too. <laughs> uh, does, all right. It? So I just want to read you from the, from why this is sort of disturbing to me. Produced by Scott Blob and, of course, mentioning John Stamos on drums. Love wrote the song as a fun way to encourage positivity during this unprecedented time. So he was trying, he thought he was adding something to the conversation by putting this stupid song out. The the pandemic had just hit the day before and he already had this. That's how much time you can tell he spent writing this stupid song. It was rip shit that somebody was telling him that he had to wait or not do something right away. Just like learn Italian or something. Like you you (laughs) have to put a fucking video out. (laughs) Learn how to cook. I mean, anything. Because it's not like the rest of us who kind of like lost our income and stuff. He could have just sat there and just done anything, you know. Embroider the word love on baseball hats. <laughs> He's losing, spending all his money on embroidered hats. <laughs> so teach Stamos how to make a sign. <laughs> Stamos was alone in his house. That's all he had. <laughs> I suspect that he was still getting like tons of tail rolling through there, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, he just didn't. There's yeah. no off position on the uh, on the tail. Yeah, it was Stamos probably has a setup like during COVID where it was like a reverse glory hole. Yeah, yeah you know exactly. where chicks are yeah. just outside his house. They lined up and and he stuck his dick through a hole and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they just rode yeah. on it. And that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I always knew it would be this way. <laughs> Jesus, did you ever meet Stamos? No. Did you fuck him? Yes. <laughs> what long story all right so uh hammer just because i don't remember anything about the song i i, I think he he uh he doesn't he doesn't take it this week i think mike love and his his positivity i can understand that there you go Mike, 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 Well, there you go. We always have a good time at Ear and Loathing no matter who in the torture chamber. Those. I'm glad it's over. All that said. All right. So let's see. So now we have Aaron has taken it this week. Good job, Mike Love and your love hole. <laughs> I th- the torture chamber is kind of a love hole and I had to crawl out of the love hole to get back up to my sorbet yeah, no matter what song is being uh, given Mike's always down there <laughs> that's right <laughs> he's a greeter <laughs> he's like a Walmart greeter hi <laughs>
Want some lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> this too shall pass. I got these lemons and I'm making lemonade and hats. <laughs> National Guard. <laughs> Working real hard. <laughs> <laughs> We have a new a new character. It's Mike. <laughs> Mike loves. Call, coming to you from the love hole. <laughs> All right. Well, I th- I'm pretty sure this was a, a lyric from the song we just heard, or should have been, talking about uh, your hands. So here we go. C- come on, Majel. Do a duet with Mike Love here. <laughs> Sorbet. Sanitize. That's right. There you Thank- go. Like Mike said, thing will be okay. Fun, fun, fun <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we are in the sorbet. I've been tortured not once but twice today. Now it's time to feel better. And yeah. so I was do- doing the mental math on this, and I realized the Gitmo Bros have only done one live song, meaning an artist performing in front of an audience. And that was Joe Spence, exactly, singing about Santa Claus. <laughs> And Aaron so, Zelvis thing wasn't live. Which no. one? No, it well, was live in the room. They were together, but they were in a studio. Yeah, okay. it wasn't in front yeah, of an yeah. audience. Right. So this, I could have very easily played the studio version of this song, but the live version is so fucking fantastic, and it also has like a kind of Paul Stanley level, um, kind of uh, riff from the lead singer. S- getting, stage rap. <laughs> stage rap, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Aaron will be very familiar with it. In fact, I'm going to tell you this is the department it's from. This is from the. You can clap your hands, it's all right, department. Here we go. Clap your hands, it's all right. You can clap your hands, it's all right. Now, George, listen to this. Like, you could picture uh, Paul Stanley saying this. Oh, all yeah. right. Here we go. Live, and I'll tell you more about where they're performing, and you, you probably yeah. know the artist right away, but we'll start it anyway. Here we go. Okay. Happy hands, it's all right. <laughs> That's the greatest. Happy hands, all right. it's all right. <laughs> Thank you. Are you recognizing the song, George? Yet? Not, not quite yet, but it's very okay. familiar. Whatever. It reminds saying. me of like R and B guys. Was like, can I play this guitar right here? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 rather than I'm going to do it, they ask you, so that people go, yes, you can. You mind if I take a solo? <laughs> all right, here we go. Got it now. And he kind of sarcastically comments on them clapping. <laughs> I think you got it now. It now. <laughs> so good. Wash away my trouble, wash away my pain, wear the rain and shine my love. Wash away my sorrow, wash away my shame, wear the rain and shine my love. Do you recognize this, George? Yeah, I know what it is, but I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> what is this? This is, the song is called Shambhala by Three right. Dog Night. Right, Three Dog Night. Okay, Three Dog Night. That's what I, yeah. Okay. And that's my hero, Corey Wells, uh, taking lead on this one. Uh, by the way, born in Buffalo, New York. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being born in Buffalo. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> now we're about to hit the chorus, which is, you know, one of the greatest fucking choruses of all time. Um and they're really, they're not saying words, really. They're just like, uh, they're just doing this really killer harmony. But check it out. You'll recognize this, George. That's how rad those drums sound. 
compared to fucking Mike fucking fuckhead. Yeah, this band, man. Three, so Three Dog Night was an actual band. We know the the three main guys was Corey Wells and Chuck Negron and uh, Danny Hutton. And they're one of those bands kind of like Fleetwood Mac or uh, the Beatles, um, probably a couple other ones that were dis- very distinctive singers all take different leads, you know? Right. And But they still have a cohesive sound. Like, you might not even realize, like, the, the this, you know, Shambhala and Joy to the World and, you know, uh, I don't know what, like, uh, the ink is black, the black and white are three right. completely different singers, but they all just sound like Three Dog Night, right? I think they I do, always yeah. thought that this was Negron, and then I told you so each time you played it for me, you go, no, it's, and so we do this every time, <laughs> because it sounds to me just like him. But I can see him doing it in my head, and it's, you know... It's, Still not him. The way I differentiate them is like Danny Hutton uh, has the kind of more rich, richer, bluesy voice. Chuck Negron's kind of a shouter. He like oh, okay. Jeremiah was a move. That's him. But oh, he's the yeller. Yeah, and then and then Corey Wells is kind of like more of a you know kind of rock and roll singer, if that makes sense. Who say this? This dude's saying, "Mama told me not to come." Right. Yes, that's also okay. Corey Wells. Right. Um. So yeah. By the way, so the band is you know they had a crew of guys who were and Aaron pointed out the the drums sound fantastic Co- coming into some of these these uh choruses and stuff and, and the bridge it's like the drumming is fantastic big you can tell George just big giant toms <laughs> you know those ones that are just huge yeah, yeah so and what year is this this is uh 1975 is this live performance yeah. uh at a, at a on a show called now I feel stupid that I've never watched these before or maybe I watched them and I didn't know what I was watching but it was called mm-hmm. Soundstage it's a PBS show that's still on, yeah, basically. Right. It's been on yeah, for yeah. decades, since the early that. 70s. Yes, right. And so, the, and you have, I, I, the other night, I was when I was researching this, I went, oh, wait, the Bee Gees did an entire soundstage? Of course, I had to stop all my research and watch the entire Bee Gees on soundstage. <laughs> and it's them right, you know, just before they, they went disco. And so, they're still doing nights on Broadway and Lonely Days and stuff. But fuck, it's so good. Anyway, but so they're on this show called Soundstage. It's it's filmed. It's a PBS show and it's filmed in Chicago. Now the the funny thing about this lily white audience that's in the it's in the crowd and sort of like seventies people in general. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if that's why uh, Corey Wells said you can clap your hands. Oh, they, they, definitely, it definitely. Yeah, is. yeah because yeah. because the, the people were tentatively trying to figure out if they should clap or that's not. That's what or, I pictured and where to clap. You know yeah. where to clap wrong and you know. <laughs> And then and then he gets them going, and then they all get into it. And then that's when he goes, yeah, you got it now, or whatever he says. So it's funny. So anyway, this was 1975. The, the original song was uh, released in 73. It was a very big hit for them, like number, got to number eight or something. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you a little more about it uh, as we proceed through the song. Let's hear some more, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just like the Bee Gees, because th- these are all live. Like, there's no fixing this later. The fuck, the three guys in Three Dog Night just sound so great together. You know, they they mm-hmm. really you could tell that these guys were consummate pros in, in coming up with the with the harmonies and everything. Um, and the the good thing about this live performance is it's kind of separated out, and so that it's like the guys on stage, their position on stage is the position in the st- stereo spread. Right. So you can hear because you know a lot of times in the studio they would overdub a bunch of voices and then another bunch of voices come in and you can't do that live. But they figured out a way that two guys could keep singing and make it sound like this big fat harmony while the third guy comes in with a different part. Uh, It's fantastic. These guys are just don't get the credit for being not only great uh, 
individual singers, rock belters, but also ensemble singers, you know? It's great fucking soul voice without sounding like you're aping Otis Redding, you know, coming out of a honky, you know? Yeah. And it's really beautiful. Like this dude and uh, homie from the Guess Who. Who can oh, fucking Burton do Cummings. anything with his voice yet? Yeah. But like, like, fuck! Like when he get when he uses that grit part of his voice, he's like, oh shit, he's he's coming for you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and then he lays down some flute on that ass, you know? Right, right, yeah. But so like, so when you and when you see it on these shows, it's really remarkable. It really is about it's a feat of the engineering. It's uh, it's extraordinary things. Like it really sounds great. It's yeah. fucking live. It's a TV show. Right, right, and I, I that's what my quandary was. It's. It doesn't have the same clean sound as the as the recording, but I just like the, hearing a live band just fucking nail it. And these guys nail all their vocals live. I just I had to do it. So it's that yeah. good, you know? And it's by awesome. the way, that dude's fuck kit has a flute in the bottom of it too. <laughs> <laughs> His fuck kit is all the stuff and then a flute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very long fuck kit. Yeah. Fuck kit yeah. deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everyone is kind, long road to Shangri-La. Everyone is happy, everyone is so kind, long road to Shangri-La. So the, the lyrics, the, Shambhala is a mythical kingdom in Tibetan Buddhist tradition. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of like other spiritual hocus pocus hoo-ha about the whole concept of Shambhala, the <laughs> mythical kingdom Isn't that, that I don't care about. that where they end about? up in uh, Lost Horizon? What am I thinking of? Isn't there another name for Shangri-La? the place? Shangri-La, yeah, okay. That's yeah. what was in my mind. Yeah. Um, so who cares about that? But it's, it's I think who, the guy who wrote this song, and I'll tell you about him in a minute, um, he he probably just was looking for for something a little bit spiritual, kind of to fit a hippie vibe at the time. So the so the lyrics are all about, you know, you can tell your brother or the sister by the flowers in her hair and stuff like that. So the lyrics are kind of silly. It doesn't matter. The song is so fucking mm-hmm. good. The, the, he sounds so good saying them. You don't care what the lyrics are. And then it's all about the woo woo woo. Yeah, 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 totally. It's fucking right. rad. Yeah. And then they're about to come, coming out of this chorus. They're going to go into the, I don't know what you call it, the bridge or something. It's where they go, you know, the, how does your light shine in the halls of shine? It sounds like a fucking chorus of guys, but it's just the three right. of them. It sounds so great. So here we go. Monster fucking drummer, dude. That guy's fucking yeah. ripping. He's got a big fucking Thunderfoot Johnson going on, too. Yeah. He does. Uh, and then the Shit. next time they hit that section, uh, later in the song, his fill going into it is like insane. It's He's just doing like 16th notes, but it's like... And then, as as you'll know, Joey probably picked up on this already. The ha does he like is on the two. So he fills all the way past the one and then hits the two. It's fucking... I love I love that shit. Sounds like he's got a mic right up on that hi-hat, too. Yeah. Psst, psst, psst. Right under them big toms. <laughs> yeah, shippin' crickets. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. 
okay, so that ooh, that that high ooh they're doing, right? Very distinctive. As Aaron said, that's the hook of the song, really. So let me tell you about this this song uh, and the writer of the song. Uh, it was written by a professional songwriter, uh-oh, named Daniel Moore. But he wrote for a lot of like kind of country guys and stuff. He wrote uh, for Joe Cocker and Kenny Rogers and Bonnie Raitt and the band. And then this song, he wrote this song for a singer named uh, B.W. Stevenson. And I'll tell you about him in a second. But right around the same time, Three Dog Night got a hold of this song. And so B.W.'s came out. And then two weeks later, Three Dog Nights came out. And his his version made it to like 66 on the charts. And then, of course, this exploded for Three Dog Night. So the reason I'm telling you that is is I think B.W. was a little annoyed that like he, he did a very cool version of this song. It, does, it doesn't have the pop kind of like sheen that this one has. But his version is great. And he was probably thinking, OK, here's my hit. And then Three Dog Night kind of usurped it. And so he got together with this songwriter, Daniel Moore, and said, look, man, I need, I need one of those hits. That, was, but that one should have been mine. So they wrote this song called My Maria. Now, I'm just going to play you the chorus of it and listen to the similarity between... I'm not, this isn't my own original thought. A lot of people have said this was basically B.W. Stevenson trying to get a second bite at the apple. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to the chorus. I'm just going to play you a little chunk of the chorus of, of My Maria by B.W. Stevenson. You guys might even know this song. And it's a great song, by the way. Here we go. Yeah, I know, there you this. Go. I know that. Yeah. Great song. And also you can tell that he was going, I want my Shambhala. You know? Yeah, boy, it's the same thing. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh that's the story of the writing of the song. Oh yeah, I'm take take that back. Uh Shambhala made it to number three on the Billboard charts. So it's a joyous, it's a joyous number. Really is. It's like pop perfection, you know? And it does, and it's, but it's, yes, it is a pop song before it is a dopey hippie anthem. Yeah. But it has, but it has the trappings of, you know, sort of the fruity, fruity lyrics, but the, it's, it's so much more powerful as a pop hit. In yeah. That's the funky groove too. And so it has no time to lag and let you really concentrate on the, the hippie notions. It's just going to make the little hippie chicks happy so that's, yeah. that's all that fucking matters well, it, you're right it, as you said earlier it's got a, an r&b kind of groove to it yeah. right and the yeah. band is so funky and then Corey's lead vocal is just, is super soulful and the harmonies are just exquisite so like that's why i don't care that the lyrics are just kind of flower power bullshit you know it doesn't yeah, it's matter it means to an end and like yeah. if it's gonna make it and like i say it'll make the girls happy yeah who would rather hear about that you know and the freedom that it tells them and then they you know you might have a shot. Yep. This, this is this is a, a once in your life. Remember it the rest of your life. Um, when you're a kid, uh, top down in your dad's MG, and you know you're going to the water park. <laughs> you know, you know, you're seven years old, and it's the, ha- it's the happiest time of your life. You could just yeah, if you bust out the fucking Shambhala, it's like oh, things yeah. are going my way. <laughs> and you're I, I, this is on. You'll never forget it because it's the first time he took you to the water park. <laughs> it's you're all like, coming this, up, the- Aaron, today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, Aaron's doing the 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 airplane arm out the window while Shambhala. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> Little kid freckle face blowing in the blowing in the wind, and 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 so he drives by, and someone goes, "There's the, there's little Kurt Russell. Look Kurt at Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell's kid. <laughs> it's Kurt Russell's kid in MG." <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I think we're coming into this giant fill that I love. Uh, here we go. Fuck yeah. He went all the way around the All the way around. He did. That was all four toms. Huge ones. That fill was so long, he was starting to play a different song. <laughs> he got he got off he got off he got off halfway got off the bus halfway got back on a different bus finished it though <laughs> they just stop and the can the TV camera pulls up close on him and says show him around your property <laughs> <laughs> let me give you the tour <laughs> his he was playing so long he was actually in the BG set it start it starts with the, the six by eight tom and goes all the way down to the big floor tom the <laughs> right. eighteen by eighteen it's the third floor tom right yeah right he's yeah. got three of them. Of course he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. That triplet fill is also pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that guy's awesome. God damn, the engineers, the engineers are fucking heroes, dude. Yeah. It sounds beautiful live. Yep. And there's fucking no vibe in a fucking f- shitty sound studio. For None. sure, yeah. They just fucking brought it all in their assholes because it fucking wasn't there and it's not in the crowd. This crowd isn't going to feed you energy, you know? Yeah. And there's fucking dopey cameras every place and it's probably like too cold and shit. Like it's all off and they just are on as fuck. Yep. Another thing I like that bands do, like some bands refuse to do it, but when you have a hook like this, repeat it 700 times, you know? Yeah. Which they do here. They, they repeat this chorus a bunch of times before they, they kind of end the song. Uh, I just hate when ba- like someone has a really killer hook and then you just are longing to hear it. And then they just kind of go, all right, done, bye. You know, fade it out or whatever they would do back then. We got a lot of voices who can deliver it in interesting, precise ways. Because there's like four different variations on the theme that they're doing. And, and, uh, and. Our man behind the kick is uh, accentuating in, in interesting ways each time because it's never really been the same way, but it's the same hook. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's the opposite of pumps and the bumps. <laughs> <laughs> in every single way. <laughs> well, George is right. At one point, Corey Wells strips down to a banana hammock. <laughs> Starts thrusting it at Chuck Negron. <laughs> they all oil up and get combat boots and gloves. <laughs> all right, we got a few seconds left. over there on the ride now totally different yeah yeah uh cory wells said cucaracha and then they kind of went into this you know fast latin <laughs> swingy kind of thing and uh and so it's it's a great it's a great little 
you know, way to lift the song yeah. at the end, you know? Damn. So I think we're, yeah, we're almost done. Here we go. There you go, boys. We got some Shambhala from Three Dog Night live on soundstage. We just got dogged. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I got totally dogged. That was a fantastic sorbet. <laughs> Thank you. Do you. So, George, you remember that song, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that's I. I said it for Aaron for the uh, for the um, water park. But yeah, that that's my mom and me in in her Carmen Ghia in Florida in 1973. That's right. <laughs> yeah, totally. En route yeah. to the hot dog on a stick fuck pad. No, that this is Florida. This is oh, way okay. before that. This is <laughs> we're probably on our way to the the parrot jungle. <laughs> he didn't have a network of fuck pads like one in every state. We didn't know fuck pad guy yet. That was oh. we were we're still in Florida. <laughs> we weren't in California yet. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah, you're totally right. That is like a little kid song. But unfortunately, yeah. like if you do hear Three Dog Night songs and I love all their hits, don't get me wrong, but you know, Mama told me not to come. I've heard that a billion times and I you never hear Shambhala anymore, which is too bad because it's You don't me, as much. You're right. It's yeah. a great tune. It's, a, it's yeah. one of their best as far as I'm concerned yeah fantastic so yeah i guess that would do it anything else from the lads that's it from me i think it may always makes me happy to hear the night i i haven't heard them i haven't thought about them in a minute i gotta i got i I remember that they have a live record from the forum that has uh fucking crazy covers on it i gotta fucking get that it's done really well it doesn't sound as good as this in the TV studio. <laughs> that fucking TV studio is like their fucking Abbey Road. It sounds in incredible. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By any collection by Three Dog Night. I've I've never explored their their kind of deep catalog, but they're just their greatest hits. You're not you're not right. gonna go wrong. Right. No. Awesome. Thanks for reminding me about the night. Very good. So that's it, lads. Episode forty three. Thank you for yeah. participating. And uh we are the Gitmo bros, and oh, why don't you say this with me? We are the Number one rockers forever. Number one rockers forever. <laughs> it's okay. Put your hands together. <laughs> you can clap. Clap your hands. It's all right. Clap your hands. It's all right. <laughs> uh, in fact, there was, speaking of that, there was one point earlier in our, you know, our episodes where I tried to extract just that little line so I could use it somewhere. You know, but you can't, it's, there's too much band on top of it or anything. Yeah. You have to hear it in context. But yeah, you can clap your hands. It is all right. I feel like that's the other thing. So I know that I would get me on stage to have Christine Joaquin sing uh, Guitar Groupie. And also I would get back on stage just so I could say, you can clap your hands. It's all right. <laughs> got two During reasons. Get Down Guitar Groupie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So wrapping up episode 43 of the Gitmo Bros and Aaron Loathing. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Stay in the love hole. Ear <laughs> <laughs> and Loathing. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.